Blog Talk Radio. Game on the line in the fourth quarter against Virginia last Thursday night. Tyler Van Dyke stepped up in the pocket and delivered a rope down the middle to Charleston Rambo. On an earlier sequence, when the right sideline parted like the Red Sea for him, Van Dyke had the vision to see it and was fast enough to get out there and race 24 yards for a touchdown. That's talent. When you watch Cam Harris bust through open holes and you see the flash of Jalen Knighton at running back, you see talent. Will Mallory, maybe a little inconsistent. Elijah Arroyo. But I think everybody would agree that for the most part, the tight ends on this Miami Hurricanes football team display talent. The Canes have players at receiver that sometimes show up on game day and sometimes don't. But the talent at that position, too, is unmistakable. The defensive side of the Miami Hurricanes team is admittedly springing some leaks. But as we begin a new edition of Canes Sport Live tonight, we have to reconcile a basic question. Why does Miami... A team that clearly does have as much or more talent as most of the teams it is facing continue to lose and lose and lose. Former offensive tackle Joaquin Gonzalez says bad things happen to bad teams. But is it really as simple as that? Is Miami really a bad team? And if it is, Why are the Canes a bad team? And what should come next? A youth movement? The firing of Manny Diaz? It's all on the table for discussion tonight as the Canes Nation convenes for a new edition of Canes Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com. We welcome you once again to Kane Sport Live. As always, this is your show. It'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 563-999-3550. That's 563-999-3550. More than 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate this evening. You know the drill. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. That puts you in the queue. We bring you in the show in the order that you land in that queue. We once again ask the subscribers at canesport.com to post the topics and questions that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Several good ones submitted. We will address them tonight during the course of the show. All right. Obviously, a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of guys that are going to want to get on the show tonight. 
So we're not going to waste any time. We're going to go out to your calls. Again, the number, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550, and you hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And we're going to begin tonight in the 941. I believe that's the home of the Meister Kane. I wonder if he has a song you for us this evening. Right, Gary. You got that right, Gary. You got that right. Now, also, <laughs> I don't have a song for us tonight. I do have the name of a song in what I call it the Meister Kane's Commentary. 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 You know the song. Give me one reason. Well, it's a song that my band plays. Look it up on YouTube sometime. You'll see it. Anyway, so here we go. I'm going to start the show off with this. Give me one reason. Give me a reason why, first of all, we shouldn't escort Manny out the door after a piss-poor game management last Thursday, especially late in the fourth quarter. When you have a first down deep in Virginia's territory with two minutes left to play. I mean, come on, man. The purpose here is gain as many yards as possible. Run as much time off the clock as you can. And pin your hopes of winning on a senior wide receiver in Charleston Rambo. Instead of a freshman kicker who just graduated from high school last June. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd put my trust to have Ramble make that catch in the end zone, putting the team up by five if extra point is made, of course, with 30 to 45 seconds left to play. Even against Miami's so-so defense, you'd have to think that the odds of winning in that situation are far better, forcing your opponent to drive 75 yards down the field to score a touchdown. But if you don't get in, and it's a fourth down, fine. Kick the field goal, but be as close to the goal line as possible to cut down on a chance of a miss or a blocked field goal with a little time left to play. And second of all, give me a reason why we shouldn't be pissed off as fans for what I call a lackluster leadership role being carried out by this president, Julio Frank to release a letter talking about the pandemic disrupting athletics, academics, and name, image, and likeness has absolutely nothing to do with what's going on out on the field for the past 15 years. Now, I'm not saying academics aren't important. I get it. I get the fact that it's hard to make the pros after college. I get it. What I don't get is why we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Other schools do it. Why can't Miami? But don't tell me the money used. Between the board of trustees, the boosters, donors, alumni, there is enough money to hire an excellent quality head football coach with the ability to check off all the boxes to turn this lackluster program into a powerhouse for years to come. And I know, as well as Nick Saban knows, if that happens, he's in trouble. Why? Think about this. Eight starters on that Bama football team come from the South Florida area. Something to think about there. And finally, give me a reason why us fans, alumni, the donors, the boosters, and former players should not be making noise because we're simply sick and tired of this program being made the laughing stock of college football. After all, 
when a defender blocks a player instead of making a tackle. Well, that says it all, ladies and gentlemen. That's a play I'll remember for the rest of my life, simply because (laughs) it happened right in front of me. And now, just like Rambo said on First Blood, it's forever up in here. You can't shut it off. God, help me. I've got sports post-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) So, in conclusion, please, please, everyone, everyone out there, every Canes fan, every player, every alumni, every booster, I beg you, make the noise. Make it loud and clear. Make it loud like the sound of claws on a chalkboard in a classroom. Because I'm going to tell you, folks, right off the bat, right now, if we want this change to take place, we can't be silent. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's my commentary for today, Kane Sport. I want to give a shout-out to Kane Kane, everything, Glenn, Adam, and everyone listening tonight. Please feel free to leave thoughts of a Meister Kane commentary. Commentary, commentary, commentary. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Talk to you next time. Peace, Gary. <laughs> All right, Meister. That was an that was that was an awesome opening. Hey, um, just a couple things though on what he just said. I'm watching it every football season. Coaches getting caught following what they consider probability, the odds, analytics. You know, everybody's got different names for all these things that coaches look at when they're making these game changing pivotal decisions and you get the ball to the 16 yard line I think it was uh, with about 203 I think it was left in the game against Virginia and I guess you do have a decision to make I mean you're in field goal range uh, for Andres Borigalis and you know Manny and Rhett Lashley decide to just run the clock down run you know basic plays and, and position the ball in the middle of the field for for Andres Borgalis to come out and kick the winning field goal, and Miami wins the game. In theory, it all seems perfect and great. Uh, my preference, having seen so many games blown in those situations by a missed field goal, field goals that hit the uprights, wide left, wide right. I mean, we've seen it over and over and over again. We watched um, Michael Badgley miss an extra point against Florida State. Uh, you know, we, we, we have seen this over and over again, sometimes in favor of the Canes, sometimes the other way. And uh, we see it with other teams. We, we, you know, we see it every, every weekend, even in the NFL. Games are decided by missed kicks and things like that. With two minutes left, you know, obviously you don't want to take major risks. You don't want to ask Tyler Van Dyke to do anything stupid. You don't want to put him in position to throw an interception or whatever. But to me, the offensive coordinator has to have a series of plays ready that he's schemed up against the defense you're facing to run and try to score a touchdown. Um, I don't like leaving the game in the hands of one play at the end where it could be a bad snap, a bad hold, a bad kick. Uh, you know, a kick that hits the upright. I mean, there's a million things to me that can go wrong in that situation. My preference is if you have the time, try to score the touchdown. Uh, However, I think that Manny and Rhett are not the only coaches in the world, obviously, that would have made the decision they made. 
And uh, we're going to have Carlos Huerta, the Miami kicking great, on the show later on in our point-counterpoint segment. And um, we're going to talk about this quite a bit because I, I saw several several things at play here. For starters, there was 2.03 left, left in the game when you got the ball down to the 16-yard line. You're in field goal range. Well, what does that mean? Guess whose mind starts racing? The kid that's never been in this situation before. Um, the 18-year-old freshman who now realizes he's going to be asked to go out there and kick the ball to win the game. And two minutes to, to have that mind racing like that is an awful long time. When you, I think there were a couple timeouts mixed in there and, 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 and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact sequence. But it was a long time for the kid to be standing on the sideline thinking about, hey, I got to go out and kick the field goal to win the game. It's not like it was just an instant thing, go out there, boom, boom, boom. I mean, he's got a lot of time to process all this and what he's about to go do. And I got to think that that was a lot for the young kid. I mean, you've seen him kick. I mean, enormous, enormous potential. I mean, I think he's going to have a great career at Miami. Um, I mean, look at the leg he's got as a true freshman. I mean, imagine what he's going to be like a couple years from now. He's going to be kicking 60-yard field goals. Um, seems to have a great mindset, great attitude. He's, he's a fun kid. He's growing the mustache. I mean, everything's been hunky-dory with Andres Borgalis. But, uh, you know, now he's got a couple minutes to sit there and think about going out on the field and having to make that kick. And, of course, he pulled it a little bit. It hit the upright. And... Uh, Dan Cilio, or no, uh, Joaquin rather, will say, well, bad things happen to bad th- teams. I don't, you know, it's not as simple as that. I mean, yeah, Miami's not a great team right now. We know that. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that that kick, even at the end of the game, really had very little to do with the result. I mean, Miami lost that game in the first quarter when Virginia came out with a better game plan and put some whoop-ass on him to the tune of 151 yards to 10. I mean, that's a that's a coaching undressing, okay? that That's game planning. Um, that's showing up at the stadium with uh, a, a series of plays that you're prepared to run against the opposing defense that are successful, um, and vice versa, and a defense to create problems the other way. And Miami was climbing uphill the entire night. And yeah, they fought back and showed great courage. Got to give the kids tons of credit for coming back and, and battling and getting back in the game to the point where they had a chance with a final kick. Um, but that game was really lost way earlier in the evening. So that, that, that's one thing. And Meister mentioned money and the money to from Miami to do the things it needs to do to be a big-time program. And I can tell you, like, I've done a lot of research on this the last week or two, and the money's there. Like, they have money. The question is, has always been like, well, the question now is, will they spend it on football? And I think they will. I think that they have convinced the president, and I think the Board of Trustees has bought in. They understand what this football program means to this university, what it means to this community, and what these last 20 years have been like. And I think there's a willingness to attack that. Uh, now, what does that mean? Does it mean they're just going to recklessly throw money around? You know, is, is you know, an, another, you know, well, it, there, there's going to be some buyouts involved, but are, are they looking to just do crazy stuff? No, I don't think they're looking to do crazy stuff. But I think that if there's a committee 
plan is that comes from the committee, because I don't think Blake James is going to do this autonomously anymore. If it makes sense and it's a solid plan, I think they will they will spend the money and do what they need to do. So it's not a matter of can they afford somebody like a Mario Cristobal. You got to buy out Manny. You got to buy out coaches that have contracts. You got to buy out. You got to give Mario the money for his buyout at Oregon, plus the taxes that come along with that. You know, I think there's ways of dealing with that. I think you can find somebody to write you an interest-free loan and maybe uh, amortize it over the over the length of the contract uh, to make it a little less painful right out of the gate. I mean, you know, I, but I, these are things that Miami's never done and and, and is going to have to take a look at. But it's doable, and 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 I think that. If that works out to where they can get Mario Cristobal interested in this job, which is very much in question, I mean, he's got a pretty good situation going on in Oregon, uh, notwithstanding what happened to them on Saturday. What a what a horrible, horrible deal that was with their offensive coordinator having a major health situation in the locker room before the game and having, I believe, to get rushed to the hospital you know, that was quite a distraction that they took out on the field, having to figure out who's going to call the offensive plays, uh, working through the things that they had worked through in that game, and, and then all the penalties on the last drive that Stanford put together and, and everything else. It was a bad day. It was just a rough day for them. They lost, whatever. But he's got a good thing going on out there. That's a team on the rise. That's a team that may or may not be in the playoff hunt this year, but expects to be next year. And it's going to take a real deal to get him to look at leaving that to come to Miami and start a rebuild all over again that he's already executed at Oregon. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but if not Mario, then you know, then you're going to have to have a, 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 a search committee, maybe a search firm working with a search committee that is going to have to do a darn good job going out and exploring what candidates are available to the university of Miami to make a decision. And that's what they didn't do the last time. And, and that's where Blake James screwed up. But, it, but I don't see it being about money this time, folks. Um, I think that uh, the money will be there if they get to that point where they decide to make a move with Manny Diaz. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Right, 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Uh, let's go out to the... 706. I don't know if it's going to be somebody as entertaining as the Mikester Kane was, but we'll give him a shot. You're welcome to Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, this is your boy Sebastian. I never, I mean, I never made, I, never, I know when I'm going to be number one, but I never thought I'd make it a number two tonight. Um, 30 days. We're a month away. I told you that he'll be gone in a month, November 6th, when we get handed by Georgia Tech. Real and we get beat real bad, we'll have a different conversation. I've said it, I'm standing by it, and that's what I believe is going to happen. You know, Mike Chicane brought up some good points when he talked about giving me a reason. You know, you've been saying it all along. I'm, I'm just disappointed, like with Kane's for because they sold us some hopes and dreams, and we were going to be good in a 10 win season, and none of that's going to happen. Nine. Then, Nine. I thought. I thought. I thought. The, I thought the offense would be way better than it's been. I thought they could win nine. Now okay, I think. I now I think if they can get to seven, they're doing well. Well, the record is four and four and eight. 
Okay. The record is four and eight. After Georgia Tech, November sixth, we'll be looking for a new coach. And that's okay. If it's that bad, that's Sebastian, I don't know if he'll make November sixth. I really don't. You know. Well, um, well, well, like I said, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to lock down the November sixth first call spot, and I'm telling you what's coming. What I want to talk about is, you know, why why it's not about Manny. It's like why are we keeping Blake? Here, here, here's the malpractice here. Mark Rick walked away with $20 million on the table, gave him a fresh start and a fresh opportunity to say, hey, I can't do it anymore, but I have a talented team. I've recruited well. We've improved the facilities or whatnot. You have a golden opportunity to go out and hire your coach, mm-hmm. you know, and you just roll the dice on somebody who's never been a head coach before who's been a coordinator and has never recruited on the level you need to recruit at Miami. The players that I see at Miami would win at Louisiana Tech. That's what I see. The players we have right now would win at Louisiana Tech, Appalachian State, stuff like that. You know, coaches need to know how to win games when defeat is imminent. The game against Virginia is a primary example. Defeat was imminent, and we had a chance to win. And decisions you make tells you so much about your coach. We could have ran a bootleg. We could have ran a misdirection. There's so many different things we could have won. I think about what the press conference would have been if we won that game. It's been a horrible season. It's been tough. But these kids stayed with it. They gutted it out. They came back. They fought hard. They won this game. He looks like a golden guy. He looks like. He really he has a bye week coming up. We may get Derrick King back. So much optimism. But right now, all I'm telling Kane's fan to do is to send a message to the top leadership in Miami and go to the game. But put a brown paper bag over your head. Don't boo the players. Send a message to them that this is just unacceptable. I don't think you got to send Absolutely. a message. I, I think the message is already sent. I don't think I, mean, I don't think any further you, messages are needed. To be honest with you, they they got the I, message. When I, when I talk about we're the laughing stock of college football, teams look forward to play us so they can throw down to you, play us so we can show them our stadium with five thousand fans in it. You know that tight end you were talking about. You know the number one ranked tight end would have came to Miami. That's a, that that that's what I don't think the administration understands. Good players would come here, but they don't. And the reason why they don't is because of decisions that they see the university make. Mm -hmm. It all starts up at the top, $20 million on the table, fresh start, go and get your man. He would have looked golden, but he rolled the dice. And I feel sorry for Manny because, believe it or not, he would still have a job if if he was that simple. A good year, a bad year, a good year, a bad year. He would still have a job. He would grow into it and everything. Mm-hmm. But No doubt. I'm telling you, you am, I, am I right about it? He would still You're have a job. You're 100% right. Would not be, he, he would not be in this year thinking whether or not he would still have a job next year. No. He would You're have been able to grow right. into it. But you know, the other thing that I stop and look at, too, is, you know, I understand you talked about we can't. Let all these young kids play. I'm going to give you a prime example when I talk about it's coaching. How many tackles for losses has John Ford made this year? 
Just take a note. Um, take a note. Write it down. I can look it up, but I don't think it's been. I don't think it's been very many. <laughs> take a note. Take a note of it. Has he made a tackle for loss? Has he made a sack? Leonard Taylor has played in I think maybe two games, and has at least twice of whatever John Ford has. I'm gonna say that again. Leonard Taylor has he's a true freshman. Y'all say don't play the kid. He's not physical enough. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But whatever John Ford has, next week, write it down. I guarantee you Leonard Taylor has at least twice as that. He has at least twice as many sacks, twice as many tackles, twice as many sacks. All right, let's take a look at this. Um, All right, so you you mentioned John Ford first. Yep. Um, Wow. Um, I don't even know if he shows up. (laughs) (laughs) He does. I mean, he doesn't even show up in the defensive stats. I'm sitting here looking at the defensive stats. I don't know if he even has a tackle at this point. That's my point exactly. Gary, my point exactly. I know you will cut me off. You're going to run me off. I'm not, I'm, I'm not running you off. I'm, 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 I'm looking at this. But, 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 so, see, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, John Ford does not, he doesn't show up in the defensive stats yet, which means he doesn't even have a tackle. Okay, <laughs> so so forget a tackle for loss, and and you 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 mentioned um, Leonard, Leonard Taylor. T- yeah, let me see. The point What's I made up? is whatever John Ford has, I told you that Leonard Taylor at least has twice as that and played as half as many games. All right, these stats are these these stats are not not. Not good though. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the stats that are posted, and Leonard Taylor's not in them either. So that 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 means there's something. It's okay, there's some, it's there's okay, something wrong I'll with the stats. I let, let you do your research. The point that I'm making is this: I can't do the research because the stats the stats are wrong. <laughs> so I can't. Okay. Well, 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 but, well here, here's here's what I'll say to you. Here, I mean, I'll just say par for the course. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm this is the point I'm articulating. Maybe a surface or whatnot. The point I'm making is this. We, you talked about talent in the beginning. Every team Miami plays from now to the end of the year is going to be on par with talent or less than talent. The difference that I see with Miami or whatnot is we don't change. Coaches, Miami is going to suffer what a couple of other coaches in Miami's uh, tenure has suffered the unwillingness to stop being stubborn. I'll give you a perfect example. Why do we have these major substitution packages in on the first drive, the second drive of the year? Are they gassed? Are they winded? Are they not conditioned enough to at least be able to play a one? The way I – if I'm going to play Miami, what I'm doing is when I get to third and long, I know they're going to blitz. They're going to put these guys in that are not, not athletic enough, not fast enough, and I just exploit the mismatches. And Virginia did that to us all night long. All night long. I can just see it over and over again. And I say, that's why we lose. That is why we lose. And the w- unwillingness to change is just killing us. You know, I look at a guy like Sam Brooks, and I know you're going to tell me he's broke, he's hurt, he's all this, that, and the other, but come on now. I think he's better than some of them players we're putting out on the, out there on the field. And this is the last comment I'm going to make, and then you can let me go. How many interceptions do we have this year? 
Oh boy, let me let me let me pull those bad stats up again, <laughs> and I'll I'll, I'll answer as that you, question. It, it, it's okay. not many though. As, it's not me. Out of all the, so you you do your research, but the point I'm trying to make is, our cornerbacks are not making plays on the ball. Stevenson gets banged up or whatnot. We put Marcus Clark in. Marcus Clark don't see the field. Unfortunately enough, he almost had an interception, but it went the other way, bounced the bounce, but just bounced in a certain way. The guy caught it, made a touchdown. The point I'm making is Marcus Clark made a play on the ball. You go through all five games this year, and you can't even tell me we don't have a lot of interceptions. You can't even tell me when we had cornerbacks make plays on the ball. I'm talking about Bubba Bolden, Gervin Hall. Steven. Yeah, there's been three three interceptions three interceptions so far this year. One's by and one's by a linebacker that we had last yeah. week. And so Marcus Clark is sitting here on the bench and for for some rare reason he hasn't shown the coaches enough to get on the field. But in one game, in half a game, he's shown me enough on why he should be on the field. Just like I pointed out Leonard Taylor. What has John Ford showed us all year long? that should make him play that many more snaps than Leonard Taylor. Leonard Taylor's going to make some mistakes. He may not be strong enough. He may hit the wrong gap. But he still, in half the season, in half the amount of games, has more impact on the defense than one of your starting defensive tackles who's a fifth-year senior. And you want to know why 30 days I'm going to be the first caller? It's because of things like that. You keep me on hold, Gary. Let me know your thoughts or whatnot. I appreciate that you didn't run me off because I'm telling you, four and eight, 30 days, give me the number one spot. Keep me on hold. All right, Sebastian, thanks as always for the call. All right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now out to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, it's Travis up here in Tallis. What's up, Travis? How you doing this week? You know, um, miserable as always, you know what I mean? We, we got FSU winning games, and we can't do nothing. Good old Miami Hurricanes. Actually, let me flip the script on that. The University of Coral Gables, because that's what we are. That's what we're going to be. So, I only have two things to say tonight. One of them is a uh, implorement to our fan base and everybody that's listening here. This is not a Manny Diaz issue, stop focusing on him. If we have Blake James in our department, athletic department, in any way, shape, or form, we're screwed. We might as well keep Manny Diaz. I mean, what is he going to do, go hire Blake Baker? You know what I mean? This guy has a proven track record of crap. I'm trying not to cuss. But, like, I've made the points many times over and over and over again. Let's just go to your today's good morning cane sport or yesterday's. If this man has given Manny Diaz an extension after last year, another fireable offense. I mean, how many fireable offenses do we need to line up here on a list for the athletics department to figure it out? You were saying earlier in the show that, you know, they've got the message. Apparently they haven't because this is a Blake James issue. This is nobody else. Frank hasn't been there enough to screw anything up. This Manny Diaz, he's been there six years and got hired. You know know what I mean? Like, this is a Blake James issue and literally nobody else. And still, to this day, 
The only thing I can ever hear anybody say is why he is so beloved and just just the god of that department and apparently is going to be able to keep his job until the day he dies like he wants is because he's a good fundraiser. Everybody listen to that. He's a good fundraiser. Well, guess what? That's your freaking job as an AD. And every other AD in the world has to do the same exact thing, and some are better than others. You know, I get it. But you don't think we, we have somebody here that we, we can get in here? I, I, Gino Toretta can't raise the same amount of money as Blake James? You, you, well, know, you know what but, I mean? But the thing about yeah, Gino, and I love, I love Gino, but, you know, everyone's talking about Gino for athletic director because Gino wants to be athletic director, but Gino doesn't have experience running a major college. No, that's why department. you bring in Alonzo. Like, Alonzo doesn't have that Alonzo. experience either. Those guys are qualified no. to, to be assistant ADs overseeing football. Uh, hey, you know, I think they, that, they I think have they, just they, as much as experience as what Blake James as a ticket salesman no, at the didn't. University no, of Maine. No, that, that's no, that's what, not what, did he, Blake, what did he do? To well, he had been the athletic job. director at Maine, and I'm not saying he was he was qualified to be the athletic director at Miami. Miami should have been shooting higher than that. But I'm just saying it's not like he had not worked in athletic departments, had not been an athletic director. I mean. He did have some of the qualifications you're looking. He, he was he the big time, experienced uh, killer that that Miami should have wanted? No, I'll agree with that. But what, you know, was you he anything just, that we should have wanted? No, they should have been shooting I mean, higher. We than don't that. even need a big time killer. Can we just have a that, guy with listen, a plan? It's, that's why this athletic department's in the situation where that it's in. It, 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 it's been an absolute country club. The hiring practices are not good enough from the top on down and um heck you even see it in in places like marketing and stuff like you know do they do a good enough job marketing the football program i don't think so do they do a good enough job marketing the basketball program i don't think so i mean you know you you just you see a lot of things they're honoring lamar and his teammates for a national championship and nobody takes the time to put a video up on the screen now they did, did they put, put a, a video they, up. They for put a Howard? video up yeah, for Howard. Yes, they did. They they straightened it out and got one up for Howard. But you know, it, it's like little things like that you just see constantly, and um, you know, it just it, it, it can't you can't run a successful business like this. It, you know, it needs to be better. And when you're hiring an athletic director, you know, you need Sam Jankovic. You don't at Miami. You don't need Blake James. I mean, you need a right. you need a you need a freaking killer, man. And that's that's what Sam that's why Sam Jankovic was so successful here. He's a freaking killer. He was you know he, he was an experienced guy that knew what the hell he was doing, and he had fire in his belly and and took his job seriously. And he he went out and did it. And you know you didn't you he had didn't a mission. See him. He had a plan. He had a desire to win. And we don't yeah. have that as our AD. And it didn't I always mean, work. I mean, listen. You know, it didn't work when he had to keep Howard and and you know keep Jimmy and and you know it didn't always work perfectly. But I mean, you know, Sam Jankovic was a killer, and um, Miami has just had a run of athletic directors. You know, Kirby Hokut had potential, um, but he he fled. Um, you know, then they had they hired Sean Eichhorst, who was the biggest fraud that this program's ever seen. Um, and you know, then they take Blake. It's hard to say under, with Blake James. <laughs> he's under quality. He was under. He was under credentialed. His his heart's in the right place. I mean, Blake wants to do a great job at his job, uh, and he that's, has done a lot of very good hearing, things. Though. 
That's the whole problem right there. The, oh, their hearts are the right place. That's Manny Diaz's big thing. You know, oh, man, he loves Miami. He's going to be here forever if he succeeds, blah, blah, blah. Blake James, his heart's in the right place. He's a super nice guy. He gets along with people. Mark Rick, he was real. That's what we can, I don't give a shit about people being nice. That ain't what this is about, man. This is a business. And if you ain't cutthroat, you're on the bottom of the floor being stepped on by the people that are cutthroat. That's how no people doubt. succeed in America. You know what I mean? No doubt. Like, nobody that's at the top is there because they're a nice guy. Like, I mean, how many studies have we all read about, like, the top CEOs in the country are closer to a sociopath than they are to, you know, an actual human being? Let's be yeah, real no here. Like, no one wants to deal with this crap anymore. And, and please, everybody that calls for the rest of the night, it's my only real point. Fire Blake James. I'm sure if you look at your comment section every time you make a post on Facebook – there's a guy there that's named Travis, right? And I won't say my last name. Anybody can find me. <laughs> and the first thing I say is fire Blake James. It's literally the only thing I say on every single post. Because until you do, there is no more money. There are no more fans coming. We don't care who the next coach is because you're still in charge and you're the joke. You're the cancer on this program that needs to be removed. You've had eight years. I do want to correct myself. I think I was wrong last week. I said he's gone one for 30 in his uh, ACC championships, right? He's actually only been there eight years, and he's won two baseball in his time. So he does have two ACC baseball wins. But that's not a good enough record. This man needs to go. And my only other point is I'll stay on the line all night until you get to this caller. Scooter, you suck. Thank you, Gary. Oh, that's funny. Scooter, the legendary Scooter. We'll see if he calls in tonight. All right, 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And I'm just taking a, trying to take a quick look here through the queue to see if Scooter's in here yet. Um, I'm not seeing him yet. He, he, he tends to call in later later in the show. But, uh, yeah, he... he um, he rattled some people last week, no doubt about it, uh, by, you know, running to the defense of Manny and Blake and, and discouraging change and kind of was like a lone wolf in, the, in that regard. And uh, certainly nothing's happened in the last seven days to change that. And if he does call in tonight, my guess is he will be a lone wolf once again. All right, 563-999-3550. Hit one in on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, um, let's go out now to the 845. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening? Good, Gary. How are you? Hey, what's up, Greg? How are you, man? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Um, let's start off. Um, what did you think about the team, these players taking pictures on the sideline? Oh, my God. This? Um, humiliating. I mean, is that, is there a better word than that for it? I mean, it's humiliating. I mean, you're, you're losing, you're losing every game you're playing. You're losing that game. And like, seriously, you're posing for pictures because you scored. No, I hate it. I can't stand. I mean, it's unbelievable. I've never seen like, who do you like? Like, who do you see struggling? Like this team is struggling doing stuff like that. What do you think your boy Mario would have done if he saw that? 
it wouldn't happen on a Mario sideline. There's no chance that anybody would be doing that. On a, there's no chance on a Mario Cristobal sideline you would see anything like that or you would see any individual behavior of, of that sort. You know, everything with, with him is about a, being part of a team, and it's about the team. It's not about individuals and selfishness. Okay. This is his third, uh, Manny's third year. Um, 11 and 11 against Power 5 teams, okay? 3 and 2 against F, I mean, uh, Group of 5, and 2 and 0 against the subdivision, with a whopping record of 16 and 13. Why are these people continuing to donate to the university with this bum as a coach? Did you see that crowd? The, uh, I, I saw you mention that. How many people were there the other night, Gary? Were there 25,000? Yeah, 20, 30,000, yeah. And then I see some of your people on the board saying, get James Franklin. Why the hell would James Franklin come to Miami? He's got 110,000 fans in his seats at Penn State, and he's going to come to Miami? For what? Who, what are these people? Are they in La La Land? Come on. This is Manny blamed the offense. He changed the coordinator. He brought in other coaches. This defense is pathetic, Gary. What has T-Rob done to help the defense this year? Well, they're number 123 out of 130 teams in third down defense. I mean, Uh think about that. 123 out of 130 in getting off the field on third down. Scoring defense, number 113. Passing yards allowed, number 111. Total defense, number 105. Rushing defense, number 89. Okay. I mean, that's, that's horrendous. And, and, and you know, it, it, it's, it reminds me of all the conversation we were having in the offseason where I kept saying, listen, this is not like, you know, everyone's like all over Blake Baker, Blake Baker, Blake Baker's got to go, Blake Baker's got to go. I kept saying, like, this is not Blake Baker's fault, everyone. Like, and... You know, a lot of people were coming at me about that and, you know, you know, sparring and all that. You're seeing right now, it wasn't about Blake. This guy makes D'Onofrio look like Bill Belichick. This guy is pathetic. I wouldn't li- – I'd like to see Ed Reed take over as coach. I don't, think, coach. I don't think Ed Reed would want to take over as coach because the personnel is not, is not great either. And I agree with you, man. He's not making a difference. Um, and yeah, maybe he's struggling and, and, you know, whatever word you want to put on it, but they also, they also, in addition, don't have good enough personnel in the front seven for sure. And then the, 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 the safeties aren't playing so great either. No, they're not. By the way, we got, we tried out the same offensive line every week. You're telling me out of the 14 guys on the offensive line, there's not one guy that can play other than these five. Actually, Greg, they haven't been trotting out the same offensive line. They've been they've been mixing well, and matching the whole season, which is part of the problem. 
And I don't know, you know, we talked about this event, I, you know, we just, before this show, we just taped uh, Good Morning Kane Sport for tomorrow morning, and we talked about it a little bit like, you know, what the hell is going on with Garen Justice? Like, this guy's supposed to be a good coach. I mean, how does he not know what position DJ Scaife is supposed to be playing before the season starts? Why is DJ Scaife going from right tackle to right guard? Um, and, you know, why is suddenly... Uh, justice against Alabama showing up at right tackle and all this all this crazy mixing and matching going on that you know wasn't part of the plan going into the season I mean uh, what is going on there you know uh, I mean Rhett Lashley's having a horrible year but so is the offensive line coach like it's a position in total disarray and nobody is better than they were a year ago in fact everybody pretty much is worse there's not one guy on that line that's playing better not even zion nelson who was supposed to be a first round draft pick this year by according to some people out there that, that were doing mock drafts i mean I don't there's no chance that zion's going into the draft after this year i mean every guy on that line is worse than they were a year ago how do you explain that? I don't know. I got one last quick point. Recruiting. These guys are going out recruiting. Who, who's going to come to Miami right now? They got to keep the trying. The old man right? the dead man walking. I know. Okay. But they got they got to keep getting out. And they got to keep trying. That's their job. You know, and if there's, a coach, if, there's a coach, if there's a coaching change, the new coach is going to come in with his own recruits that he's been recruiting, and he's going to go try to get them to come to Miami. So everything's going to change if there's a coaching change. Okay. Uh, I, I predict we'll give up a minimum of 45 against North Carolina. I mean, if you look at the stats I just read, it doesn't look very favorable for that matchup, does it? And what about I mean, Pittsburgh? Same deal, and man. What about Those guys are. NC State, NC State, State. Is, a good, is a decent offensive team, too. Remember, it, what did it take, 45 points to beat them last year in Raleigh? Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah. it, was a shootout. it was a shootout, right? Remember that? Yeah, it was like 42 41 or something. Yeah, like, you, like, like, and they're better this year than they were last year. So I don't know, man. Yeah, well, I mean,. These next three weeks are not looking very favorable for Manny, and he's got to win at least two of the three, I think. You know, if, if he loses two of the three, and they got three losses in the ACC at that point, I mean, I think there's a great chance it would be over, you know, at that point. All right, let's hope so. All right, take care. Thanks, guys. All right, Greg, thanks for being part of the show. 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 770. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, this is Steve, man. I'm riding down this highway. I thought I would have been first. <laughs> What's up, Steve? Where are you driving? I'm in my truck. You know, Where are you I'm, going? You know, I got my own. I'm going back home. I just left Jacksonville. You know, but hey, that guy said November sixth. That's my birthday, man. Oh I'm yeah. Be down there in Miami on the jet ski that weekend. I ain't even thinking about going. You, I usually go to the game. I'll be breaking my neck. I ain't even. Yeah, thinking you're about not gonna going to go to the game that day. Ah, you know, if I know Manny gonna get fired, gonna be a fire ceremony, and Blake James gonna be there with him. We can hit the piano, bash, <laughs> bash that piano with a minute. 
I'll be there, you know. But other than that, you know, I'm with old boy. I've been beating this Blake James fire Blake James drum all off season. That's why you kicked me off the board. You know, what I I'm didn't saying? kick you, you off any board for for saying that. Hey, you was like you too negative. Every time I make a comment, y'all be like, no, you man, too it, was, it was it was it was from what I remember. This is, it's been a bit, but it, it, like the profanity and stuff was like out of control, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, but it, this, this program and the people in it and around it, they just brings out the worst and good people, man. Good people. <laughs> well, if you, if, if you want, if you want another shot, Steve, you, you, Steve, you want another shot on the board? You, you, you uh, send me a message. We'll get, we'll get you reinstated. We'll give, we'll, we'll give you another shot. But you can't like, you know, be dropping f bombs every five seconds. You know what? Though I don't do that unless I'm provoked. And you don't, you let those guys. <laughs> That's, everybody me, says. Like, he, That's he, what everybody he, says. I, why do I always get, I'm like the kid that always get caught on the personal file for the U.M. You know, it's always us. You know, <laughs> and, and it, 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 I'm like, but anyway, anyway, before I get distracted, Blake James must go also. I've been beating this drum. I'm past Manny. I'm past these coaching hires. Because these coaching hires are not accident. If he looked at Manny Diaz and he know anything, you're talking about this guy has some freaking experience? Come on, are you kidding me? And you hire Manny? What is it? After you just got, after Mark Rick just was a failure, Mark Rick, you know, if, you, if all things truthfully, if you want to be truthful, he was a failure. He did some great things. Now, I like the, 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 all the money he raised. That was good for the program. You know, maybe we should have brought Mark Rick in after, as the athletic director. And I don't know, but I don't know what type of coach he would have hired. But as far as trying to hire these guys who's supposed to be this and supposed to be that, with this, no, we can't do that because we can't trust any freaking body. I don't trust Blake James. For all I know, he's working for the SEC and the NCAA. I don't know what he's doing. But for the, for the, from, from where I'm standing, it looked like a hit dog. You know, looked like he's going to meetings with some folks in some dark rooms, and, 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 and the program is getting taken down intentionally. No way you give Manny five years, $4 million, and you pay Temple that money if you got any type of sense. This man is a moron. He should, be, he should have been ran out before the season starts. It starts with him. Julio Frank, you know, he's incompetent, but he's trying to come around because he knows it's big money in that. So I think he's pretty smart. So he better cover his butt, and I think that's what he's going to do. But Blake and Manny has got to be out. Lastly, I don't trust him neither. He can't be that stupid. Look at the – let's just start with game one. Start with game one with Alabama. It's the same pattern. He gets the for the little time that the defense play tough and, and, and keeps us, you know, try to stick it out. For every time they give him the ball back, he just goes out three and out, three and out, three and out until the team gets in a hole. And he, he won't call any plays until we get down. It, it looks like we're going to lose the game like it ain't no way we're going to compete. But then when he calls, start calling plays, just a few plays, team get right – get right back in it. So what that what that tells me, if this moron 
what and whatever he's doing, it looked like a sabotage on his part too. You know, how do you how do you call those plays, Gary? You know, just one gave, play, the running back. Go ahead. I just gave the ugly numbers on defense. The numbers on offense are just as bad. Number one sixteen. Yeah. Sacks allowed per game, number 112 in red zone offense, number 108 in scoring offense, number 101 in rushing yards per game, number 99 in tackles for loss allowed, number 96 in third down conversions, number 92 in total offense, number 86 in passing yards per game. And and, and one other one I got for you. They're tied for second worst in the country, number 129 – in drop passes. How about that? Miami's had more drop uh, passes well, than all but one school in the country. Well, that's consistent. That's every year. And I, and I used to tell you, I told, I, I, you know, I write on the board, I, tell, I call in and I say the same thing. Everybody, why are you so negative, 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 negative? The same old stuff. Everybody wanted to run the kosher out. Run the kosher out. It's the quarterback. Run this quarterback out. Run that quarterback out. And look at the team. We're worse off. I wonder what the, the coaching parents are doing. I'm like, this is a joke. This is a joke. Manny is the problem. Manny, Manny Diaz is going to be the defensive coordinator and the head coach at Miami. Remember I lost it? I would never let that go. But what? Why? Why stop? How, how do you let this go? Who would say? Blake James should have been fired when he let that happen. Stunning. Uh, yeah, you you called it. I called it. We all called it the minute the minute it happened. Why is this guy? Why this guy has no business being bold. I mean, he don't even, he, you know, he's a nice guy, whatever. But it's like n- never won anything, never recruited anybody, was fired from the best job he ever had, um, had zero credentials, z- zero he credentials to be the head coach of Miami. Yeah, but he has yet to beat the guy who fired him. I understand. How how in the hell are you going to beat somebody else? You can't beat the guy who gave you fight, kicked you off the first job you had as a coordinator. But listen, you, you you know play? you run you run. It doesn't matter whether it's uh, you could it could be any business. It doesn't have to be a football program. You run a business like that, and you're going to get the results that you're getting. I mean, there's no there, there, there's no you have no shot. Like I mean, it's 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 like it, you could pick. Any business, like um, I mean, all right. Say, say you're the you're the Sofer family, and you've you've got the Fountain Blue Hotel, and you got to hire a CEO for the Fountain Blue Hotel. You know, you're gonna go to the uh, the Days Inn in on on Hallandale Beach and take the manager of the Days Inn at Hallandale Beach, who's never run a big hotel, and and go make him the GM of the Fountain Blue. Don't think so. You're gonna go find yourself the best hotel administrator. That you can find. You could pick any any business, an airline. I mean, anything. Publix. You know, you think Publix is going to hire a CEO that's never never run a major food chain? There's no chance. Like, like you can't run a business like that. No, it's not good business. We lose your Can you hear me? We can. can. You, you me? didn't hit it. You didn't hit something, did you? No, no, no. I'm I'm riding in this truck, so it might don't don't hang up. It might go. All right, be be, be careful. Don't get don't get so excited that you hurt somebody out there. No, no, no. I'm good. Ain't nobody out here tonight. 
bear with me. Like you say, business. Why is Blake, if we're good doing, going to do good business, why is Blake James allowed to be a bad, you wouldn't hire, you if you had, if this was your business, right? Let's say you this Miami Hurricanes was your business, and you hired Blake James to run it. I don't know if you can answer this question. How, how would he? When would you have fired him? Would he be gone by now? I would have never hired him because I would have gone and got myself okay. the most seasoned, well, killing right. killer of an athletic director that I could find. Because that's what this this is a very difficult program to like. This program doesn't just run itself. Miami is a tough Miami is a tough place to work. It's a tough job. It's a tough athletic program. Uh, you don't have unlimited supplies of money. You have a hard time selling tickets for every team. You gotta be able to do it all, you man. Know you know why like, you have you know why you have a hard time selling tickets? Cause you're a loser. If Miami was winning football games, you wouldn't have no problem selling tickets. I there. agree. I agree. But if you better be winning football games. Winning, you better be winning basketball yeah, games. No, yeah. Well, don't nobody want to see a. And then they're not they're not losing to they're losing to everybody. Good teams, bad teams. Anybody can just lose it on the road. Virginia is a horrible team. Can come in there, one of the worst teams. And all of these teams who done changed coaches, we everybody keep making excuses for 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 for, for Manny and this and that and he needs to re- it, it's it's past time for recruitment. You know, um my my partner Roy say was up. He wanted me to ask you about um Earl Little. Re- the recruitment of Earl Little. What's going on with that? Uh, very little. Looks like he's going to Alabama. But I will tell you this: Earl Little Senior is going uh-huh. to be on the is going to be on the Lamar Thomas show with us tomorrow night, and I'm sure we will get uh-huh. to that. And um, I right. encourage you it, encourage you to listen tomorrow night, and and, uh, and you'll want, get the you'll get the full scoop from the uh, horse's mouth on Earl Little and, and so what's son. going on with the board? All right, I'm gonna listen to that. What's going on with the board of trustees? This Epstein guy. Who is this guy? Is he is he for winning or what is he about? Because it, it seems like it's a lot of stuff going on with this program that is intentional, and these people are happy. No, a lot here's of people what I'll are say, happy and, with the, where the program is at, and they done got it to what? Remember Larry Foot, that task Foot guy with Jimmy Johnson? Was yeah, there? I don't, I don't think this they're happy. This is what Steve. this reminds me of. I don't think they're happy. I, I, I think they, I think David Epstein got caught with his pants down the last time. Uh, I believe he was out of town. Uh, when Mark Rick uh, abruptly retired, and uh, I don't know that he he certainly was not on top of this thing with Blake James the way he needed to be, and I think by now he's figured out that he let the university down as the liaison the board of trustees liaison to athletics he let them down by not being more on top of that situation and Blake James needed to filter. Blake James needed somebody at that moment to say, whoa, you're not doing this. We're going to do a proper coaching search. And there was nobody to put up that stop sign. And um, that should have been David Epstein. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that he's – I got to believe that by now he has figured this out <laughs> and that he is going to make sure that if it comes to another search and hiring a new coach, um, I got to believe that – he is going to be much more involved and much more 
all over it. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? We don't know, Steve, because he doesn't have a track record of doing it either. He's never hired a coach. Last, he's he, he's never been in that situation. Last but not least, last but not least, I think Alonzo Highsmith or what's the guy's name who's at Green Bay, Winston Moss, either one yep. of them would make a great athletic director. You don't need. But why, why, Steve? Why athletic? Why athletic? Why would? Why would you make Alonzo athletic director? You make if you want to bring in because you because uh, he doesn't have the credentials to be athletic director. That's what the, that, the, do you need? The, what are the credentials though? What Steve, do you need? You got, you got to run. You got to run a hundred million dollar business, Steve. A hundred and twenty million dollar business, whatever their so, budgets are now. You're not. They, this isn't so, just. Oh, geez, I played football. I'm ready to run an athletic department. Now you want to talk about I, bringing well, Alonzo in? I've seen other schools do it. I've seen other schools do it. Hire nah, I mean, athletic directors. Georgia did it. it. Yeah, and, and, and it's rarely, it rarely, it rarely, it rarely has worked. I mean, it can work but if you have that great might assistance. Be what we need. I think it. But Gary, you're not giving it a chance. You keep giving all. Dude, I think teams. what you need is but a great I mean, athletic director with a guy like Alonzo working next door to him, right as as a as a GM assistant guy, athletic director for football. That's what, what I think they need. Hear me out. Hear me out. Though. Just hear me out. One more minute. Just give me two more minutes. Hear me out. We've been bringing in these guys who we can't trust. We need some folks in this. It's a lot of people, just like you say about this offensive line coach. What the Steve, hell is the defensive line? I nobody was a bigger – Steve, nobody was a bigger proponent of bringing Alonzo Highsmith into the building last year than myself. I remember. I, I, I mean, I was a huge proponent of it. I knew they had so the money. I knew there just, was a boost – there was a booster that was going to pay his salary, but not as athletic director. Why not? As, as a, brought in Blake James. Why does he have to be athletic director? Make him an assistant, make him an assistant hold on, hold on. AD in charge of football. What? what the hell does he have to be athletic what? director what? for? Hey, where was you when, you when they brought Manny in as the head coach on this, on this against this? If you would have been this out front and stopped Blake James from hiring Manny. I said it the saying? second he did it. What, I called it out. <laughs> the second hey, it happened. You, you I was a, I was stunned, Steve. Steve, Blake's not Blake is not listening to me. I'm sorry, but that's but I was I was, I was absolutely I was absolutely stunned, Steve. Steve, I was stunned. But I'm absolutely stunned. I got you. I feel you. I'm accept your point of view, but I think I think Alonzo or Winston Moss. I would I would love to see Alonzo in the program because they did they did get their degree right. They have experience in especially Alonzo. He's like a gym up there in um, Green Bay, right, or something. He's, no, he's in Seattle. He up there? Well, he was, so he'd been around. So he was in Cleveland. Guys, he, he got a good job. They, they, they blew up Cleveland, so he went to Seattle. He's working in the uh, personnel department in Seattle. But, but these guys you can trust uh, will, be, will do the right thing. For the I would love to see Alonzo in the building, but not as athletic. There's too many people. All right, There's Steve, let me let you run, man. Get Steve, hey, let me let I you run for now. All this time. Yep. I, went over, a, I apologize. I apologize to everybody else waiting. Bye. It, it's all right, Steve. Give us a call next week, man. Or actually the week uh, after. I think, we, I think, I, I think we, we'll take next week off because there's, there's no game to talk about. All right. Uh, 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? How you doing? Who's this, Shmira? You got it. 
<laughs> What's up, my man? How you doing this week? That was, a, that was a long call, the one before me. <laughs> yeah, he he went on for a while. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, he was making some good points for a while. Yeah. No, I, just, I don't understand why, you know, like, I hear we hear this a lot. Like, the answer is not putting somebody else inexperienced as athletic director. <laughs> like, that's well, not the all, answer. An athletic director is, is, you know, more on the funding and other things. Yeah, it's an administrator. Football. But, by, by the way, they had the perfect solution two years ago. Or was that last year? Two years ago when they should have brought Alonzo Highsmith in just to be the head of the GM of the football program. They actually yes. had the Assistant idea. Assistant AD for football. It. Yep. That's all they had and, to do. And why did that not work, though? It wasn't money. I mean, because who, who shot that down? Manny shot it down because he didn't, he didn't want Alonzo sitting up there. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I mean, a lot, what do you think Alonzo would be saying right now with this program performing the way uh, it is? I, you know, and, and, they didn't, and Manny didn't want that. You know, Manny didn't want somebody, you know, over there on, on, on the right or left uh, poking holes in what he's doing. He, want, you know, he, he surrounds himself with yes people. I mean, I can. I think this team is. It's so much. It's. We had Miami hasn't played enough games into this season to actually really show. And I. And this is this is my point prior to uh, you. You know, wrapping off some of those numbers. This team is worse than you actually think, because I think we all had the right mindset, thinking that if Miami was, you know, should be a decent team, and they should go into that first game versus Alabama and at least be somewhat competitive. Not even as competitive as Florida was. But just, you know, at least get some first downs, move the ball, at least get us to halftime. I mean, they have look, not really been – I mean, look like they're a football terrible. team. Just look like, a football, like a football team. team. I mean, Miami didn't even look like a football team versus Virginia, who is not – I mean, they're, they're about as average as you could be. And this whole ACC is average. I mean, there is – there's I mean, there's no killers in the ACC. Clemson's awful, too, and that quarterback is just – I don't know. That's terrible. I've watched them a few times. They're – they're just as bad. Miami picked a really bad year to be this bad. If they just who would, were, who would have imagined Clemson not even in the top twenty? How about that? Top twenty-five. They're not. I mean, and did you NC State? Want you to go watch the replay of last week's game? They're no. I mean, they almost lost to who was it? Louisiana Tech. Someone, some random school that I mean. We're yeah, not I was about stunned by that because either. I think they're pretty good. We'll see. We're going to find oh, out in yeah. a couple of weeks, but. I mean, did Mississippi State beat them? Who's decent? I mean, I mean, not they're not great. I mean, I mean, listen for the ACC, they're okay. But I, I wanted to ask you a hypothetical question, right? Let's say, I mean, and I'm not a big a proponent to say that uh, you know that all three levels of the University of Miami have to be aligned. Yes, the money has to be there, but the the president of the school just has to have the funds available. Yes, the athletic director and the head coach have to be on the same page. But everyone's like, oh, they're, they're not aligned. They're not willing to put the money up for football. I don't always buy that. They just don't hire the right people to actually work the jobs. That's the problem, more mm-hmm. than they all have to be aligned. But my hypothetical question was to you, Gary. If the president of the University of Miami said, Gary Furman, we want to make you the head of football operations, who are some of the people right now? So Manny Diaz is fired. Who are the, some of the people you would keep and who are some of the people you would hire? And you could uh, – the head coach could be in that. Some uh, Another football well, I mean, uh, Alonzo Heisman the, could be in that. But 
I, I would I would bring Alonzo in as assistant AD of football, and I would immediately task him with building a scouting. I want I want an NFL level scouting operation in the building. Right. Um, you know, I want three or four guys that are proven at the NFL level for scouting talent. I want I'm going to pay them what they need to be paid to get them to come work at, at Miami, and uh, I want an NFL level personnel evaluation department. That's number one. Um, then I have Alonzo go out in the community and start building bridges in the community that have been broken down through the years, meeting with coaches, meeting with uh, influencers at the youth league levels and things like that. Uh, you know, so th- that, that, that would be Alonzo, you know, taking care mm-hmm. of the, the basic infrastructure of the program and, and, and working every day to get that shored up. I would go get Mario as my head football coach. Uh, knowing that he he's going to go and 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 recruit at a maniacal level, and I would understand that it's going to take a couple years to get the roster right. Um, I would give him the resources that he's going to need to hire an elite coaching staff. He knows who to hire. He knows who the best recruiters are. He knows who the best coaches are. Um, he right. would be able to recruit a much better coaching staff at Miami than he can at Oregon because at the end of the day, Oregon is in, is, is in, is in, in the far West of the country. It's, it's kind of isolated up there in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I imagine it's not the easiest thing in the world to get people to go move to Eugene, Oregon. Okay. Getting them to move to Miami, Florida, where you're paying them enough money that they can afford a home, uh, I think would be much more appealing. And I think there's a lot of elite dudes that would want to come work at Miami from Mario Cristobal. So I, I would do that, and I would let Mario do his thing, hire his elite staff. I would give him the support for the best support staff in the country. The recruiting office has to be the best. Uh, I already talked about the scouting department. I would, I, I would make that the best in the country and, and go to war, man. But go to war with quality, experienced people. Would, 100% he would. would if, they, if they're going okay. to the, give him the commitment to do all that at Miami – yeah, I think he would do it. No, no, but no. would Mario if, go for an Alonzo Highsmith type guy, kind of overseeing the operation? I mean, they're so very tight. They went to the they went to the same high school. Like they're, I I think yeah. Alonzo and Mario are are, are, are relatively tight. Um, okay. I, I don't think Mario would be threatened by anybody. You know, right. I I don't. You know, that guy's not. I don't. He. I mean, threatened by by somebody that's helping him win? No. No. I mean, I, I mean, I've been and I've. You know, no, keep going. Sorry. No, I don't. I don't think he'd be threatened by that at all. Right. Right. I mean, I've been calling into the show probably 15 years now, and I'm talking about Mario Cristobal for all of these years since he's been at FIU. He turned that program around with T.Y. Hilton and brought in some of those talented guys. And I've been a huge proponent. I mean, they passed him over twice. I mean, what? And now he's actually to the point where it's the pendulum is turned the other side. The, yeah, know, well, here's the, the, here's the thing. The, yeah. the first time they passed him over, Shmyra, okay. Yeah. Like, he was still at Bama. Um, right. You know, he needed another stop. He needed to become a head coach again. Uh, right. His head coaching experience was FIU. It was a good experience for him. He needed he needed another level on his resume. He needed to get become a head coach again. He leaves Bama. He goes out to the West Coast, which was a brilliant career move by him because it opened up a whole nother spectrum for him in terms of being a candidate to be a head coach. And 
within one year, he became the head coach at Oregon. Why did he become the head coach at Oregon? Because they have a freaking good athletic director who watched him work as an assistant coach mm-hmm. for a year, knew he had head coaching experience, and saw the qualities that would make him successful at Oregon. And he's been everything that they've wanted. And, and they badly don't want to lose him. I mean, very badly don't want to lose him. And I don't think there's many jobs that he would leave Oregon for because of his loyalty to them for giving him the opportunity and his loyalty to Phil Knight and, and everything else. Um, there's two jobs I think he would leave for. I think he would leave for Alabama. I think he would leave for Miami. And, um, you know, is they, that, they is got that a, you just thinking that, or do you really is that like you putting out the? It's me thinking. It's me thinking. It's me. It's me. It's me thinking that. It's not him saying that. It's me thinking that. No, um, I know. I know. Based you on know. you know, ba- based on on knowledge I have of uh, through various sources and stuff, and right. I think those are the two jobs that he would consider leaving Oregon for. I don't think he's going to USC. I don't think he would disrespect Phil Knight like and go inside the conference right. and go to another, you know, even, you know, you can make an argument that USC is a little better job than Oregon because it's in LA and they got that, they got the, the, the pool of talent down there. Um, but he's been That's recruiting that pool. Of be, yeah. No, and he's, and he's been recruiting it. Uh, there, I don't think he would disrespect Phil Knight like that and go take that job. Um, I think Miami right. and Alabama right now, he turned down Auburn last year. I mean, I think Miami and Alabama right now are the two jobs that he would, he would potentially take. And, um, the onus is on Miami to go get them. And the way you go get them is you put together a plan for your football program with the proper funding and all the things that a new head coach is going to need to be successful. And you make that available to him with, I'm sure, some revisions that he would want to make. And you show that you're serious about being big-time football program again. And then he has a decision to make. But if that doesn't happen first, I mean, I would say the Board of Trustees, President Frank, whoever, David Epstein, don't even waste your time making the phone call. Don't insult him with nonsense, right. okay? That, that guy's got everything going at Oregon right now. Um, and, you know, they had a bad experience Saturday. They lost the game. They shouldn't have lost. Uh, it, it was tough at the end. They got some bad calls and things like that. A couple of their players – you know, their discipline broke down a little bit and they got a couple penalties that they couldn't afford to take and just made it I'm a little too easy. The regulation. I mean, that's yeah, like that, that, was, that, was, that reminded me of the Miami-Ohio State National yeah. Championship play at the end. I, I mean, that receiver that pushed off. The receiver pushed off on the quarterback and they called pass interference and they gave him an extra play and they scored on it. Great terrible. pass, great catch. It was terrible, yeah. Um, but look, stuff happens, okay? And they sure. still have their season ahead of them, and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll have other opportunities. And if they win out, they're going to be a contender for the playoff. At worst, they'll be the Pac-12 champ, and they'll go to the Rose Bowl again. So they're, they, they're going to have plenty of chances to have a good season. Um, that's, not sure. their, that's not a problem for anybody. The, the issue is, can the University of Miami put a presentation together that would interest Mario Cristobal in coming to Miami? And, if they, and, 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 and don't even waste the time on the phone call. If you don't come go out there with a loaded, uh, a loaded, um, you know, arsenal. And more than money. Right. Right. Way more than money for Mario. Mario's going to make his five, six million, no matter where he coaches. Correct. Maybe. And he may eventually graduate to the next level beyond that. He's going to make it no matter where he is, whether he's at Oregon, Alabama, Miami, USC, doesn't matter. He's making his money no matter what. It's not about that. Yeah. It's not about that. Look what he did there. Yeah, but I'm talking, um, about, you know, I, I'm talking about his. I'm talking about his personal income. 
He's set. Right, like he's right. going to make his right. personal income no matter where he goes. It's not about right. that. It's about what are you going to do to make your program competitive at the level it needs to be to win championships. And if they're not willing to make that commitment as an institution, then they shouldn't waste his time or anybody else's time. And they should tell their their supporters that they're not in it at that level. Because if I'm going to put up a million dollars or if I'm going to be, you know, if I'm going to put up 10 million or I'm going to be the sofa family and put up 14 million or whatever it is, I should know what the, what, what, what the agenda is. And if it's just to be Wake, you know, I'm not, well, I can't, I'm not going to say Wake Forest because Wake Forest is, is the, the, the top team in the ACC right now. I mean, imagine that. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. But, um, but it, you know, if I just want to be Duke or I just want to be Purdue or, or, or whatever, I mean, it's okay. Like, those schools play football every year. Those schools have boosters. Those schools, you know, have six, seven-game home schedules every year. They're not playing for any championship. Purdue's not playing you know what for a, yeah, you know a championship what in football. Into the year. Yeah, you they know, know what their is. expectations are, and if you donate money to those programs, right. then you know what you're doing, and that's the way it should be here. All right, Shmira, i got to let you run, man, because we got uh, Kane's kicking royalty uh, oh, waiting to come on the there. show. I was on two years ago when he came in on right after. Yeah, he's, <laughs> all, he's, he, 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 he's the best, man, and we got a lot to talk about. So um, right. I got to get him on. So um, thank you so much for being being part of the show. I'll speak to you soon. And give us a call next it. time. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks, Myra. All right. Let's see here. Uh, it's time for our point counterpoint segment of the show with uh, Bruce Warner and our special guest who this week is Kane's kicking great, Carlos Huerta. And uh, Carlos, welcome back to Kane Sport Live. Bruce, thank you for coming on as well. And uh, what a great, great, great night to talk kicking for a little bit here. Um, in the wake of what we saw Thursday night. And, um, you know, Carlos, so first of all, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. You know, it's funny, Gary, because every time we miss a field goal, I call Carlos up and put him He was right, the guy that just said he was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, there's just so much. There's so many things that I want to pick Carlos's brain on tonight. Uh, so, Bruce, let me just get this, let me get this off my go chest ahead, go ahead, right now. Go ahead. Car- Car- Carlos, I'm watching this thing the other night, okay, and, and you get the ball down to, I think it was the 16-yard line, uh, to, I think 2.03 left on the clock in the game, and as coaches, you got to make a decision at that point. Do you play for the field goal, or do you try to score a touchdown? To me, you have a freshman kicker, and with all the timeouts and everything that was going on, that's a long time for that kid to be standing on the sideline thinking about the fact that he's going to have to go out there and try to win the game. So that was the first thought that came to my mind was they should have tried to score a touchdown. Then he goes out there and the kick hits the left upright. So there are so many things I want to hear you talk about. So Bruce and I are going to give you the floor for a minute. You know, I I want to know, should they have kicked, played for the field goal or gone for the touchdown? What's going through Andres Borregalis' head as he's standing there for like five minutes thinking about the fact that he has to go out there and win the game, and now his kick hits the left upright. What's he thinking now, and how does he bounce back from all of this? I, I, don't, know, I don't know him at all, so everybody's different. Um, you know, I, I, when I was a, uh, a red shirt at Miami, I remember <clears throat> I was under uh, – the, the starter was Greg Cox, who was second-team All-American, and – for those of you who know Greg, um, you might chuckle, but, um, 
you know, he was a phenomenal kicker. And um, I'll leave it at that in regards to what he did on the field. And I think his senior year, you know, his, his performance spoke for itself. But I remember him saying whenever he missed a kick, like he took it really seriously, you know. And I, I learned that part from him, which is a good thing, I think. But I remember him saying is, when I miss a kick, what I'm thinking is, why do I even do this? <laughs> so, so, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's got to be tough. Um, in terms of – so I, I don't know if that's what, he, that, what, what Andreas is thinking or not. But, um, you know, I did not watch the game. Um, anytime that a kicker misses a field goal, you can imagine how many texts – or for Miami, how many texts I received. I've had to stop responding. Um, so and he only responds to me now because as soon as we miss a field goal, when I call him, he goes, "What took you so long?" That's what that's what he's been saying. <laughs> so anyway, I, I you know you brought up a point. Yeah, he stood there for five minutes. Um, it can be a little maybe distracting. Um, you know, maybe he got a little tight. Uh, that that's possible. I, I didn't I didn't think about some of the things that you said. Um, in terms of the situation and what he was thinking and what maybe Coach Diaz was thinking is um, I, I imagine that he's, you know, probably has a pass for having it in the blood and being the brother of a, of a phenomenal kicker, that he's, you know, lived it, um, played at, at, you know, played at a high level in high school, and then he kicked the game winner, you know, earlier in the year. Um, I'm probably thinking, hey, this guy's got it. This guy's money. He's talented. He does it in practice. He's done it for us already this year. And that's probably what they what they thought about. You know, to be honest, it's not that complicated. Whether they should have gone for the touchdown, um, <clears throat> yeah, hindsight, of course, 2020, yes. Um, but then if uh, – if the running back fumbles the ball and, and, and Virginia recovers, then we'd all be saying, why didn't Manny just kick the field goal? This guy's already done it before, you know. So, yeah, um, that's true. I don't know. You know, it, it, so that's a tough one. Um, I think I've been in both situations personally where um, a, a coach has decided to go for it and a coach has decided to kick on an earlier down other than fourth to win the game. Um, I happen to have played for Jimmy Johnson, who I – I, I got to say that the universe, in my opinion, from what I saw, and I, and I don't know that much about football. You guys probably know more than I do. I know these very specific things. Uh, I think they're valuable things that I know that a lot of other people don't know or pay attention to, but I did get to pay attention to certain things. Me with Jimmy Johnson, I don't think we ever lost a game because of that guy. I mean, he seemed to always make the right decision. Not every single one worked out every time. But I can't blame. I mean, maybe other than you got you brought the name enough. I think he should have handed the ball off to Alonzo instead of letting Vinny throw the ball so much against Penn State. That might be the only thing. But he wasn't the offensive coordinator. I'd say that's the only thing. But you play for coaches like that. What I'm saying, and I played for some other coaches. They usually make the right decision, and they take into account the weather, the situation, the team you're playing against how that player practiced this week, whether it's the running back, the receiver, the quarterback, or the kicker, or the punter, or the, or the line. They consider all of these things. I mean, and, and other coaches just don't. I watch football on weekends, and I just tear my hair out sometimes to say, are you seriously 
looking at what you're looking at, did they actually make such a dumb mistake? That's preventable. And, and we all make mistakes. I, you know, I still coach. I, I volunteer. And I, I still make mistakes sometimes. I, I, I hate myself for doing it. But I'm getting a little bit better now that I've coached more years. But I still make mistakes. But some of them are just unforgivable. You know, but, but, you know, how many coaches do you see call a timeout in the first half before the first quarter is going to expire because the other team wants to let the time expire so they don't have to punt against the wind? Because nobody really uses all their timeouts in the first half. Jimmy Johnson would call a timeout and make the other teams punt into the wind. I know that seems like simple, but I didn't see other coaches do those things. And, and what makes those coaches make those right decisions? I don't know. They're brilliant. They do their homework. They think about things. They have a big picture uh, way of looking at a game. I don't know, or a combination of all of them. But those coaches that I played for rarely made those kind of mistakes. So I've got to say that most likely he made the wrong decision, yeah, because now we're looking at it hindsight 2020. But it's a tough one. It's a tough one to, to criticize after the fact. That, that wasn't so much a mistake. That was a decision that, you know, cost the team a win for sure, or possibly did. Um, but, again, you know, they could have thrown a pick. You know, I don't know. Uh, Carlos, I think the week before, I, don't, I, I didn't see, but somebody missed an extra point. Gary, was it him? And then two or three weeks ago, he missed a relatively easy field goal from inside of 40. So, there's a, for me, I, I thought about it, and I'm thinking there's a track record. He's already missed two to the left this year alone. Yeah. So, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe they shouldn't do this. It's not such a chip shot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and did they, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't see, I can't, I can't guys, I'm, I am, you know, sorry for the fans, but I can't watch Miami play anymore. <laughs> Even a lot watch, of fans. I, really? I don't watch the games. Yeah, I can't watch them play. Hmm. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's just, it's depressing. I get depressed. I don't want to watch them. Yeah. It is depressing. Yeah, so it's like, why, why, I mean, why am I going to do that to myself? You know what I mean? I know I hate to say it. I'm, a fair, I guess, a fair-weathered fan. But, yeah, you know, it hurts to see the team, you know, to, to, to watch it. And, 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 and they haven't been, you know, I mean, it's, they, they got to, I mean, I got to, Eric King is, is a fun player to watch, I guess. And, and I do enjoy watching him the, times, the few times that I've seen him on. But the, as a whole, it's hard to watch, so I don't. Um, it has not been an exciting brand of football, right? I mean, you, you, can't, you can't say no to that. It just hasn't been exciting for a long time, for, for many, 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 many years. So <laughs> The only thing exciting about it is they've been playing in a lot of really close games that they should probably be blowing these teams out, but they're staying in these games against us, and they're nail-biters. That's about the, and last year you had a lot of those. That's about the only thing that's somewhat exciting is the yeah, game's never right. over. I mean, that one, what the one receiver made an amazing catch a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, when they Brinson, Romello Brinson, yeah, yeah a true, mm-hmm. another true freshman. Yeah, and he yeah, dropped was, the ball right in his hands the other day on a slant. I saw, I saw that highlight, but you know, um, it's uh, when when it, I, I get I get people call me up. Hey, should I bet on Miami? Right? And that, <laughs> are they going to be able to beat? Are they going to cover against Alabama? Are they going to do this? Um, you know, I, I, my answer was, you know, I wouldn't bet on Miami right now. I think too many, they, they just have bad mojo, right? When, when a team has bad mojo, they probably have a lot of talent. But when, you know, they had, what, two first-round defensive linemen last year? Yeah. I mean, that's, that, I, should, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, what, what, wasn't, weren't, there, weren't there two of them, uh, first-rounders? First yeah, Rousseau, 
and Jalen yeah. Phillips, both in the first yeah. round. So, so, I mean, they, and, and De'Aaron King is a quality player. They have some good running backs. So they have some talent. I mean, that's undeniable. But, uh, yeah, I, I, when, when a team has bad mojo, it's like don't bet on those teams, you know. I mean, are they going to break free from that? You know, maybe, but that takes a long time. And so they just kind of have bad mojo. And you, and you can, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. And it's kind of like life, right? I mean, certain things get rolling, and, man, that person's got it going, and, and they got it going good. And then it's the other way around. They just got it going bad. And that's been Carlos, a while. I'm not just jumping on sorry. the bandwagon against them. Yeah. Do, do you remember – how many kicks you missed as a hurricane? It wasn't a lot um, of that, but uh, well, probably. The points maybe the one, but other than that, the field goes probably yeah. I could probably go back and, and and remember every single kick I missed. Yes. How, how many? How many would you say you missed? You know, you kicked what? Uh, I think you kicked what three seasons? I'm trying to remember. No, I was a four-year starter. Okay, four. So, how many kicks do you do? You, yeah. do would you say you missed in four years? Um, I think thirteen or fourteen. Okay, so how many with the game on the line, though? None. Uh, but you made that one against Michigan, though. Yeah, I made several. <laughs> <laughs> several. The game, but so, yeah, that was the most famous. Yes. So yeah, what I'm getting at, like, so every kicker has has to go through that experience of missing kicks. Um, so okay, talk to tell us a little bit about what usually happens when when a kicker misses a kick, and you know how how the mechanics can get a little off at, at, at a given moment and the timing that's involved and all that. And then how do you bounce back mentally from that? Um, I, I'd say it depends on the person on the bounce back. There's different people that use different techniques and think, think of things differently, and not one is wrong, not one is right. So you have to find what works for you. And um, in terms of uh, – um, I was friends with a kicker, um, helped him. Actually, we recruited him at, my, at Miami. He decided not to come, but um, he stayed at home. But he used to pretend – every time he ran out on the field like he just missed the kick before. And that made him angry and focused, so it made him really focused on making this kick. So I never – that was kind of – that probably would have worked for me, but that was kind of, I was kind of original. Uh, and, you know, you get so few opportunities as a kicker. You, you really got to make those count, right? You guys know that. And, and you're remembered for one – I mean, I was remembered for that one Michigan kick. It was one kick. Luckily, I made it, but, um, yeah, you got to make them count. So in regards to what's going through your mind and you brought up the five minutes of sitting on the sideline, personally, um, I feel very strongly about, A, if you're a really good kicker and, you, you know, and you've done your homework, so to speak, and you've trained well that week and practiced well before, um, I'll dispel this one. And I, and, I, and I went about dispelling a lot of things throughout my career because I was curious. And luckily, my, my uncle was a physics professor, and I would actually go to him and ask him a bunch of questions about all these things that are set on TV. And I go, this doesn't make sense, right? And then he would, he would confirm it mathematically on what I would experience as a, in practice in the games and why all, all these things that people are saying on TV are actually wrong. You know, and so the, that, that timeout thing and freezing the kicker, if, if the guy's a good kicker, 
that's not a good idea, okay? Um, I could go into why that's not a good idea, but trust me, it's not a good idea. If the guy is a hot mess, then go ahead and call timeout because that might just make him worse, okay? So in college, it's more maybe of a mixed bag where there's a lot of guys that are inexperienced and they haven't really done it. So you may, maybe you go ahead and do that. Once you get to an experienced kicker, it's not a good idea to do it, especially with, with good NFL kickers or, or experienced college guys. So I did hear something the other day on TV. I think it might have been Mark Stoops that said it, and it summed it up well. And I, I don't know if I'm going to quote him correctly, but he says, when, when things become tense or the pressure is turned up, your, bad, your, your habits will come out. And, and, the, and if your bad habits... Uh, um, will come out at those instances, whereby when the pressure is not on, they won't come out because you, you know the right thing to do normally, but when the pressure is on, you kind of forget and you revert back to what, you know, is natural to you or what you've practiced for so long. And if those are bad habits, they come out. That's so that, that is an absolute fact. Um, he said it in one sentence. He says, and that's why we teach you guys good habits. That was a, it was a pregame speech or something like that, and, and it was a nice summary. I read a whole book on that, and and then I practiced it after I read the book when I was still playing, and it's absolutely true. So the whole choke thing, the choke gene, choking is not – I don't think that any I – mean, very, there are some people maybe. There, there's exceptions to every rule, right? But I don't think anyone is actually born – you know, um, someone that just is naturally good under pressure. I think the people that are good under pressure are, are the ones that have the best technique, and they practice those type of situations. They practice the two-minute drill to deal with the fast pace of, um, of what it takes to drive down a field in less time and not be all tired and out of breath because they practiced it, and they practiced the right technique. So anyway, um, it, it, you better not be thinking. So, so back to what's going through Kicker's mind is he might want to go through his technique and go through before you know what he wants it to look like before he actually goes out there. But whether it's a quarterback game-winning or 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 you know Djokovic hitting the overhead winner to, to to win the French Open or a kicker making that last-second kick, I'll tell you one thing is any of those guys, or, or, or you know, Jordan Spieth making the 16-foot putt to win the Masters. Those guys better not be thinking about their technique at that time. Because if you're thinking about your technique and what you can't do wrong and what you need to do right, it's over. You, you missed the putt, you missed the field goal, you missed the overhead, you, you, you overthrew your receiver for sure. So you're only going to perform well if you've practiced well and you've prepared mentally for those situations, and at that moment you better not be thinking, you just better be playing and acting, right? So, so what's going through your head? If something is going through your head is what I'm saying, is you probably screwed up. So you want to be completely, like, void of any thought. You can't listen to the shrieking fan or any of that kind of stuff. You just got to be in that moment. And I can't tell you how it is that you do that. You just got to practice it. You got to know it. And you got to have experience doing it. If you're thinking, you're going to miss. You're going to miss that kick. So um, you can't. it's hard to just show up and put the uniform on and say, hey, I play for the Canes and this is who I am and I'm not going to choke. No, you've got to practice all that stuff. And, 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 it takes, and it takes mental and it takes physical practice. So um, if he was nervous, maybe a bad habit came out. I don't know him. I don't know him. 
So, um, but I'll also say that the kicker many times gets the credit, undeservedly so sometimes to a certain extent, and he gets, you know, ridiculed. I think that once you get to that level, if you have ability, kicking is actually kind of easy. Not a 54-yard field goal, not when the conditions are horrible, but, you know, I'm telling you, the snap and the hold are actually harder than the kick. And if that's not good, the kicker usually is going to miss. Does people look at that kind of stuff? I mean, do you realize that if a holder actually holds the ball like three centimeters to the right from where he's supposed to hold it, three centimeters, think about what it is to catch that ball and place it right down. Three centimeters, that basically translates into a missed kick. Especially when it hits the goalpost. But, you know, it's it's interesting you say that because we haven't even looked at and I haven't even thought about whether the snap was good or the hold was good. I just keep – I blame the kid because he missed it or or Manny for doing what he did. But you might be right. It may not have been his fault at all, but he's not going to have a press conference tell everybody the snapper blew it or the holder blew it. It, We don't know. If you look at – but you could put that – I mean, now the technology is so good, our film is so good, you can see usually – you can focus in. Look at where the holder puts his hand, not the hand, the, the opposite hand. Because they usually put hold one hand out towards the center to let the center know that they're ready. The other hand is on the spot that he's supposed to hold the ball at, and that's what the kicker goes off of, right? But it, but if, if you if you do math and you move the ball three centimeters on your foot, and then you take the protractor out. And, 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 and do the angle of what that is going to affect the kick over a, a 30, 40, 50-yard um, distance. It's massive. It's many, many feet, either to the left or the, to the right. And I'm not saying this was a bad hold, but lots of times it's off by a bit. Um, there's, a, there's a bunch of other things that we can talk about. I'm just giving you one in terms of you know, technicality, but it's huge. I mean, I, I work with kickers all the time and punters and special teams. I do it at the high school level. I've done it at the college level too. Um, and, and, and lots of times people forget that. Lots of times it is that other thing. You know, it is a, it is a snap or it is the hold. Um, but it is, you know. Well, every time the kicker's it. on the field, even if it's a short field, it's still some it's pressure. He's on there for one play, and he's on the sideline for it could be an hour, forty-five minutes. So you yeah. know when they make, when they're out there, everybody's watching that person. And if he doesn't, you know, he's a bum if he misses it. And unfortunately, they drove down the field and they stopped, and he he missed the field goal. And everybody was like excited. Two seconds before, I saw a look on Manny's face, like you know he stole something. And uh, and then within a matter of a blink of an eye, that smile was gone. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, did they line up on the right hash for him? Is that, is that where he feels the most comfortable? It shouldn't make a difference, maybe from 31 yards, but, but sometimes it does. I mean, I'll, I'll go back in history just to tell you, Bobby Bowden absolutely messed up when he put in Jerry Thomas to kick that last field goal against Miami in 1991 when we beat him 17-16 in Tallahassee. Here was a legendary coach. I don't want to badmouth him. He was a great coach. But he messed up when he put in Jerry Thomas they had who? The All-American quarterback, Casey Weldon, and they had another down. And Casey wanted to run another play, and they had enough time to run another play. But Jerry Thomas, I think, had hit three field goals that game. So, so, so Bobby Bowden said, oh, he can make this 34-yard field goal. Let's just run it for the kick. So he did it also, a legendary coach. Mm-hmm. And they had the All-American quarterback behind center. Why didn't they let that guy run one more play? All-American. And they didn't do it. So, so they make these mistakes all of the time. 
So I, I don't know. What, what, did, did he, did, was he so was Manny so convinced that he did steal something? He forgot to line up on the better hash, or maybe put it in the middle. I don't know. I didn't see it. I just heard it. I thought he was on the left hash, but I don't recall. I thought he I was, was on the, the left hash, or in the, the middle center? maybe. Yeah, I think he took yeah. a snap and Van Dyke went down right in the middle. Right. He was in the middle. Yeah. Was there a muddy spot in the middle? Did they look at that? You know what I mean? There's just there could have been a muddy spot. From, from the middle sometimes is the, is the one that's eaten up the most. He did, maybe he didn't plant well. You know, there's just so many little details. I know, but like I said, he missed an extra point just um, five days before, and two weeks before he missed a, a, a relative, like a 30-something yard. It wasn't 40 or 50. It was in the 30s, like yeah. 38, 30, and he missed it to the left. I think all three of them are wide left. Well, there you go. So, so, so He I might have a the, technique issue he needs to correct. He might. If they're all to the left, he probably does. Hmm. It's just, uh, yeah, I'd have to analyze it. I'm not going to do that, but... There's a lot of things to look at. You know? I, I think I think um, Carlos has an opinion on Mario because he, he, he helps him pretty well. Yeah, tell us. Would, would Mario Cristobal come to Miami? So I don't think so, um, at least not in the near future. Um, I could be wrong, but, yeah, I do know him. And um, I firmly believe that he would have never left FIU. I think he had convinced himself, and he, he uses the same terminology, by the way. He's, and at FIU, he was going to, quote, unquote, build a monster. And that, that's his you know, way of saying, hey, we're going to build a juggernaut, a team that's going to be one to reckon with year after year after year. And he uses the same terminology for Oregon. I think that he is dedicated to winning a national championship at Oregon. I feel like he thinks he owes it to Phil Knight and to the program and to the AD, I really do. That's my feeling. Um, I, I just can't see him moving on. Now, if an NFL team were to come offer him, you know, an exorbitant amount of money, at that point, he may not be the decision maker in that one. It might be his wife. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Usually he is. Because now you have a family, and she might say, hey, this team's going to – I don't know what it is. They're going to pay us $14, 15000000 million a year. We've got to take it. Maybe, maybe they make that decision, but, but I really – I know him fairly well, and he never really talks about money. And, and whoever – I forget who was talking earlier. His, he's set, right? He's made enough money. Yeah, that was me they, saying they, that. They have, they yeah. Have more than but they have more than they need to spend. I never really hear him talk about money. I know, I know no. that he doesn't write a check. And I know he doesn't watch his money at all. His wife does it, and his financial manager guy does it. The guy's up at 5.15 every morning. He's at the school at 5.25, and he doesn't go home till 11, 11.15, almost every day. When he loses a game, it actually messes with me because it, it bothers me because I know how hard he works. I know it. And it's like, God, someone that works so hard should never lose. You know, that's especially that's the way, the way they lost Saturday. Especially the way they lost yeah. Saturday. I, I agreed with everything you guys said about that. By the way, you don't think you don't think the lure of coming back here with family here would would help some? Oh no, I think it would. Um, but I I think it's after he wins the national championship at Oregon. I think that's where his head is at. I'm not saying that I know that for sure. You're asking my opinion, right? But. but 
But I, that's, that's who I think he is. But I also think that if he doesn't, if they offer and he doesn't take it now, I think maybe he, he's got to be thinking it might not ever, I might not ever have that chance to go home. And that's the only reason why I think maybe if the money was right and the organizational structure, as Gary was mentioning before, is correct, and he's okay with that, and he's actually for it. I think he might do it, but all the things, all the things have to be lined up properly, uh, not just the money, and not just to come home to come home. I think he needs to have the athletic department in the right frame, and he's got to have the staff, the recruiting staff, and all that. All has to be set up for him, for him to say, "All right, I'm going to do it." That's how I, I think Gary says the same thing. But, 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 but the scenario that you're describing is almost like um, you going to Ford and telling Ford, I'm going to put in all the infrastructure for you that Tesla has right now or within the next six months or the next year, you're going to have everything that Tesla has. Would they go for it? Probably. But that's so hard to implement. And so I actually think that that infrastructure that you guys are talking about, is it possible? Yes, but that would take one Alonzo Highsmith and one year. I think that's going to take years. I mean, look at Kirby Smart at Georgia. I mean, the guy's a great coach, but it just is, it's going to take him a while. Now I think he might have the best team. But the day that he walked in at Georgia, he didn't have all of that. He didn't have everything that they had at Alabama. He's developing it, and it right. looks like he did it. But it's, it's, it's not, I don't think it's possible for Ford to have all the technology and all the infrastructure that Tesla has. Like, I don't think it's possible to give Miami everything that you're talking about. I mean, we got to talk. I, I, honestly, then let's go back and talk about an on-campus stadium because I think they need one, right? But how many yeah. years is that going to take? That, that's not happening. So let's, there's, there's there's no that's not happening. But I think if they got Alonzo in there as, like, head of football operations, and I don't care who the athletic director is, as long as he's involved with football, that's a start. I need a stadium on campus. I need a stadium on campus. That's what I need. Because that, that driving all the way over there is no good. You don't have the, you don't have the, 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 the fan support and, and the interest that you need. I don't think you do. Well, when they play well, we do. I mean, we beat Oklahoma a couple of years ago. The Notre Dame game, even the ESPN guys said they'd never oh, heard Miami that loud. It was really I was rocking. There. I was there. I was at that Notre Dame game. Yeah, the place uh, was rocking, man. You know that. It was. It was. And it could happen uh, again if they have a good football team that the public thinks that the administration gives a damn about the fans and, and the football program. But right now, they don't even think that. So I, that's, it, it's hard to, to visualize what could be because they've crapped on it for the last 15 years for the most part. But think about what you said. Let's just go back to that Notre Dame game real quick. Miami was playing really well at that time. They had some great players. Some are still playing on Sunday. I see them. Most of them are defensive guys. Yes, you're right. Most of them are defensive guys, but right. Yeah, but there's, there's some good offense. I mean, DJ Dallas is still playing. Right. Homer's still playing. Right. There's some receivers out there. So, uh, um, anyway, Miami was playing really well, and Notre Dame was coming in, and they were going to, you know, it was post-Catholics versus convicts, ESPN 30 for 30. There were some Notre Dame had taken it to Miami a couple of years prior in one of the bowl games and playing. I think they played in Chicago or yeah, New York. Yeah, they played in Chicago, right. Yeah, and, and so the fans were hyped for that one. But you can't just get hyped for one game and then, and then be a national champ. You've got to be good every game. You've got to be good against the Virginias. You've got to be good against the Jackson States. You've got to be good against all those programs, and you've got to have the fans in the stands for all of those games. You can't just be good for one. You got to be good for for what nowadays thirteen. 
because if you slip one week, it's over. Okay. You know, almost always it's over. So, so okay, yeah, they got up for one game. They need to be up for every play and every game. If not, guess what? You're not winning national championships. Period. I think that's a pipe dream now for Miami because it's been so long and it's so far removed from the people that they've had in place here and the people making decisions. It's incredible. It really is hard to believe. Right, they got to all over again. It's like we never won a championship. Right. It's like we never won a championship. And you guys came last week for the 30-year reunion, and Dennis was here. We had him on the show. What a tra- what a travesty. Those guys are like treated like dirt. So, all right, Gar, go ahead. Carlos, you know, th- thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, so much great insight. Um, you know, on the Mario thing, to me, like the the onus is on the University of Miami. And, you know, you've got, you've got time here. I mean, it's not looking good for Manny. The chances of them running the table and, and winning the Coastal and all that are not looking great right now. Um, you know, they need to be getting their ducks in a row right now in, in the event that yeah, they I mean, have to go. Right. The, 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 the Mario that Miami needed to hire, and they didn't, was the Mario of five years ago. Right? Yeah, they no. didn't do it. They could have, they could have done it eight years ago and five years ago, but the one that they needed to hire was the one of five years ago. But but you know um, what, Carlos? He he wasn't as ready then as he is now. Uh, the, the Mario yeah, no, of today is, is different point. than the Mario of five years ago, and five years ago he might not have been ready to handle this. But that's my now. point. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that is my point. Look 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 at look at who the Chargers hired. Right? They, got, they said he was the defensive coordinator at John Carroll five years ago. Right? He just beat the, Ra- the undefeated Raiders on Monday Night Football. So uh, my point is sometimes you need to get the up-and-comer, right, and you need to hire the right guy at the right time. Schnellenberger was the right guy. Jimmy Johnson was the right guy. Erickson was the right guy to take over from Johnson. Sometimes you need that guy. They need to find that Mario. I think we need to forget about Mario Cristobal. He's my buddy. I I root for Oregon. I'm so, I was so depressed that they lost to Sanford. I can't tell you. But you got to we as as a Miami uh, football team, as the University of Miami, the Canes. They need to hire the Mario five years ago. Where is he? There, there's one out there. They need to find him. And and it may take him to your point. It may take him a year or two to get going. But you got to stick with him and give him and give him the well, time. Blake, Blake James your, would tell you that that's Manny Diaz, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know enough to say. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe just sometimes it's it's one little thing here or there that makes all the difference. You know, Brad Roll used to yell at us, our strength coach, every freaking practice. It's the little things. It's the little things. You know what? He's kind of right, but it's the right little things because if you focus on the wrong little things, then you're just you know chasing a rabbit. So um, you got to focus on the right ones. But there might be a little thing, a little tweak here or there. I don't know. All right, well, the next right. time I'm in Vegas, I'm going to come out and watch your coach. <laughs> unless, it's, have, unless it's 175 degrees out, I won't. You're going to have to come to Lake Tahoe because I left Vegas six years okay. ago. Did you really? Do that. <laughs> yeah. You went, went for the beauty, huh? The beauty of Lake Tahoe, man. Right. Yeah, except for the smoke this year, but yeah. All right, well, Carlos, right. thank you well, so much really for being part of the it. show, man. Really appreciate it. Love My the pleasure. insight. 
And um, we'll have to try to get you back on again before a kicker misses a big pick kick. Kicker misses the kick. Call Carlos. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Hey, well. Bruce, thank, right, thank you. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you, guys. Yep. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Wow. What, what amazing insight that was, man. Carlos Huerta. He's more than just a kicker now, folks. I mean, that guy, you know, he, he understands it all at, at this point in his life. And uh, I thought he gave incredible insight into a lot of different things on that call. All right, but now let's get back to your calls. 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 202. You are live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? This is Deuce from D.C. Hey, what's up, Deuce? What you got, man? How you doing? I'm okay. How about yourself? Doing good, doing good. Sorry you had to wait so long there, but, man, that was that was, that was was uh, some uh, riveting uh, conversation yeah, that, with Carlos Huerta. That was a bit uh, – the, the, the part about Mario was a bit sobering. You know, that was – that's you know, Yeah, I'm that's not, not 100% on that yet. Thing. I don't – I don't really have an opinion on that yet. I don't know uh, whether he would take it or not. Any way you look at it, it's 50-50. I think it's the onus is on the university. I think the university has to make it a decision for him. Um, And and if they're they're not coming out there with all guns blazed, then don't even waste the time. I mean, don't waste his time. He's got too good of a situation at Oregon. But if you're going to really freaking put your best foot forward and and you really, really, really want to do it this time – and you're willing to do what it takes, and you're willing to listen to what it takes, then you go ahead and make everything that phone that you, call. Every, when, when you speak that way, everything – Blake James can't be a part of that. I don't think like, he will like, be heading it up this time. I really don't. I don't yeah, think he, that, he, that, he, he can't be associated with the football program in any capacity uh, going forward. Like, he, he should – like, you call it malpractice. That, like, literally – he could have possibly set us back an additional 10 to 20 years with that one move he just made. At least five to six, for sure he did. At, at, at least, at least. Well, let me, let me just get to these points, and I'm, I'm going to get out your way because I know you got some guys that want to talk. So defensively, right, I'm going to go defense and offense. So defensively, uh, does Manny know that his defense is allowed to make plays? Like, we don't have to just get on the field and stay on there for 15 plays, 35 plays in, in one quarter. Like, you are allowed to make plays, right? You know what I the noticed? Issue I had, you know what that? I noticed the other I, – I, there's one defensive back on this team that actually plays the ball. You know who that is? I, yeah. The, who? That actually plays the ball? That actually plays the damn ball. Yeah. Like, goes and, goes for, and makes a play on the ball. Maybe. I don't see too much of that going on. Maybe Tyreek. I don't really see any of those guys playing the ball. Cam, but, but it's Cam, Cam Kitchens. Cam, Cam Kitchens Cam, is the one that yeah, does it consistently. I agree. I, I agree. But here's the problem, Gary. So, really, what what we're doing defensively is not really far off from what Denofrio was doing. What he's doing is he's masking it by doing all these crazy blitzes and stuff up front to make it seem like we're aggressive. We're not aggressive at all. We just do things. So case in point, you have the linemen always slanting, right? They're not even getting upfield. They're just slanting. 
okay? And then when they slant, our linebackers are so terrible. It, it's, it's, it's a birthday party for every offense. Virginia can't score. They have no problem putting 150 as far as yards go on us in the first quarter. Okay, so the reason why we always have to rotate linebackers in is because his defense isn't designed to get off the field. Because even when he decides he wants to blitz and do these fire zones, he has the corners so far back, scared to death, that it's always open underneath. If you if you watch an all twenty two of our game, when that when the opposite team has the football, three or four guys in any given play are wide open. When we have the football, it's never the case. Because we respect other teams, other teams don't respect us, right? So you you your answer to 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 to, to spending Gervin Hall is to bring him back the next game and play him as a nickel. Gervin Hall hasn't covered a bed with a blanket in four years in the University of Miami, so why would you ask him to cover a, a nickel? And Virginia, they 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 sought him out and they went after him the whole game. He made no adjustment. So his whole thing is, we we brought T-Rob in. You can tell that T-Rob isn't, they're not implementing the things that T-Rob does well. He's coaching the defense and calling the defense the way he sees fit. He knows that his personnel is terrible, right? The problem is he recruited every single one of those guys on defense, even the transfers. He recruited them. He wanted them, okay? So now you got them, and you've had a lot of those guys for four, five, six years, and they're just not any good. And he, that whole run it back, in my personal opinion, he started that because he was sitting there looking like, okay, if we bring everybody back, I can set myself up. Because he knew that if he took a nosedive this year, he's done. Because the problem is how he started out. So that leads me to talk about why every win we have is always we have to squeeze it out. We have to win by the skin of our teeth. We have to kick a field goal. We have to hope they drop a pass. Like, a lot of the times when teams don't score or, or we get off the field, it's because they drop the pass, not because we made any plays. They just drop the ball, right? We don't force any fumbles. We don't do anything. And this is his defense. Now, granted, you always say him and Blake's defense was the same. I disagree to an extent because Blake Baker was playing primarily press bail technique. We're not really doing that as much. So I think he made that tweak as far as the blitzing and all of that. Gary, we blitz from Daytona Beach. We're not getting there. Why are you sending at this point we can drop we can drop eight and rush three. Why are you still sending six people and we're not getting there with six people? Gary is six on five. And we still don't get there. Or if we do get there, the quarterback looks at us and goes, Oh shoot, they're coming and he runs away and nobody gets near him. But our quarterbacks can't run away from people. Only only their team is allowed to do that. It's it's amazing. We don't play until the maybe like five minutes left in the, in the second quarter is when we finally start playing, and then then it's too late. Then it's oh you're 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 climbing an uphill battle. Then he likes to get up there on the on the on the podium to talk about how the team fought. Well, you didn't put him in position to 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 win. Like, where what what game? What's the game plan? Like, how was your game plan allowing them to have 150 yards in the first quarter and we only have 10? Like something's wrong and. You know, okay, we, we, we need linebackers. We had a linebacker coach. He decided to leave. Okay, so then you have an opportunity to fulfill that position. You swing Packy over. You take responsibility from him, which he shouldn't even be coaching here. And then you bring another guy in on, for, for an on-field road that's never coached before, and you're calling the defense. It's just bad business. Now, on to offense. 
I'm not sure Rhett Lassie knows what the hell he's doing, guys. When you think about it, what does Manny or Rhett ever shown you that they know what they're doing? Like, Rhett, okay, yeah, you ran it up uh, 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 against ECU, you know, against Memphis, against Temple. Yeah, but you didn't run it up against any Power 5 team. You, 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 you know, we, 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 we can beat Louisville by, by, by 18, but we can't beat anybody else. You know what I mean? It's the game plan. Okay, we're not, we, you know we can't block. This football team can't block or tackle. That's really why we're going to lose pretty much every game we play from now on as long as this guy's here. Because we can't block, we can't tackle. So that's a recipe for disaster right there. So you know we can't block. You still run up the A-gap, and we don't have guards. Our center's horrible. You run up the A-gap. You don't try – even even when you try to run outside, everything looks like they don't know what they're doing. Like the defense, like they, 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 the, the team looks like they don't know – what they're doing, like they don't know what they're trying to execute. If if you are trying to rob the, the the hook in the flat, you know what I'm saying? Then you need to get there. Why are we always there, twenty seconds late? It's a play. I know you've seen it, Gary. Corey Flag and twenty six are trailing. Okay, they ran themselves right out of the play. Nobody has to even block them. Like, do we even practice? What are we doing on offense? This guy trots out. The same players, regardless of mistake. If they drop a pass, if they miss a blocking assignment, he trots them out. The only reason Amari Card is not playing is because he's injured. He'll be out there missing six tackles a game. To Corey Couch is one of our best cover corners. He can't tackle. You can't have him out there on a goal line situation, Gary. He can't tackle. He's 120 pounds. He can play the he can play the pass. He can't tackle. What are we doing? Bubba, I think Bubba we need. I think we need Deuce on the coaching staff. What do you think? I think we got to at least get you as an analyst or something. You know, Gary, we will be in the same position we're in at, at the very least. We're the worst defense <laughs> in Power Five and the worst offense in Power Five at the same time, and we brought the, the numbers whole are team back. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I don't know if you heard me go through the numbers early, earlier in the show. The numbers yes, are horrible. I do. That is an indictment on the coaching staff and recognizing what the team does well or what they don't do. And this is the, this is the thing. I'm going to say this, and I'm going I'm to let you go. He's changed offensive line coach. He's changed his tight ends coach. He's changed his running backs coach. He's changed his defensive line coach. His corners coach, his safety coach, his linebackers coach. The only thing he hasn't changed is himself. The reason why we're terrible is because of him. Mm-hmm. The only thing he hasn't changed is, is himself, and that's why it's not working because he's not the guy. He does not know what to do. His gimmick defense doesn't work on this level of football because it requires you to to have to do too much. So why, Gary? Uh, I listen to a, a lot of Kane's podcasts. So one of the reporters did a, you know did his homework. We blitz fifty percent of the time. Fifty percent. That is absurd, Gary. 50% of the time we're blitzing. We don't hit home but 30% of the time. Every quarterback we play looks like Brady and Montana mixed together. Every running back we play looks like the second coming of LT. We miss tackles. It's four people there, Gary. We still miss a tackle. You, Corey Flagg was spying the quarterback. He saw him running. He ran to the quarterback and still was not within five yards. Like, this, 
this all around is bad. I, I'm telling you this right now. He's not going to survive another three weeks, first and foremost. He's not. They, they, it's going to be SVU style, how they, how they do him, right? Uh, uh, Mac might get him fired again. But even if he was to make it, he would have to fire his whole offensive staff and his whole defensive staff, Gary. So the president and the, and the BOT talking about we're going to support him, this, this, until this happens, if that happens. Well, you can say you're going to support him all you want, but the fact of the matter is you're going to spend some money because you're going to either have to fire him or you're going to have to hire all new coaches and pay the current coaches buyout. So either way you look at it, you can't bring this guy back. Fire, you're going to hire a whole bunch of new guys, right? The next year we're going to go seven and six, and you're going to have to fire him anyway. What's, what's, what must be done must be done immediately. And you have to show that, that Julio Frank, you know how he could have show what that letter was trying to show? Let that man go. Let him walk. You say, my AD made a mistake at the this, at this, at this time of the hiring. We're going to correct that mistake without my AD. And you move forward. Because this guy, the product that he puts on the field, I hate to say it, Gary, if you take away D'Onofrio, Golden is light years ahead of him. Golden actually beat a couple of teams he may not he probably shouldn't beat. He hasn't even beaten teams he's supposed to beat. We lose to Georgia Tech. You know, we, we, we lose the FIU, Louisiana Tech. We lose the Duke. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 when, when we lose, we, we either lose close games or we get blown out. We don't blow anybody out except for Louisville, and we, and we win close games. You know, it's, it's always more difficult than it has to be. That's signs of bad coaching. I also don't believe in our strength and conditioning because we can't block teams with less talent or that are not as strong as we're supposed to be. The, the, the safety, which was the difference in the game. The, the, the game's not on the kicker, Gary. The game's on the coaching staff for coming out, sleepwalking the whole first half. Mm-hmm. You have Lashley who calls two different games, a game in the first half and a game in the second half. Why don't you come out aggressive like that in the first half? You know this defense is terrible. You know the head coach is terrible at calling a defense. So you have to go and you have to – if you throw a pick, you throw a pick. The only thing that's going to happen, Gary, is that the office, their offense is going to get the ball and they're going to go 20 plays on Manny's defense and score. You know, so with that being said, you go into the next call, uh, caller, but this he's, dead. He's, he's done. He's essentially already fired, like literally. He's already fired. It's nothing that he can do to keep his job. It's nothing. Well, he's, he's, done. He, he's, he's got to win at North Carolina. He's got to beat NC State at home. He's got to win at Pittsburgh. At least two of the we, three we, to at least keep the conversation Gary, we're going. We're going to lose the Gary, it's a, it's a very good chance we'll lose to Florida State and Georgia Tech as well. Well, let's get through October before we worry chance. about November. But the, I, I, I think it's going to be hard to get out of October. I think all three of these teams are really good offensive teams. And I think, sure. it's, I, I think you got three games in a row that are going to be very tough to win. All right, Deuce, let me, let me let you run here. i got a bunch of guys that want to get on. Thanks for the call. Awesome. Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Absolutely. Uh, Guys, just as a program note, I'll mention it again later, but um, I I think we're going to skip next Tuesday since there's no game this week, and we'll come back with Kane Sport Live uh, in two weeks. Uh, The Lamar Thomas Show, which is on Wednesday nights, we'll have obviously a show tomorrow night, and we will have another show, another Lamar Thomas Show next next Wednesday night as well. All right, 563-999-3550, you hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 727. You're live on Sport Live. Hey, Gary. It's Jake from St. Pete. How you doing today? What's up, Jake? How you doing this week? Uh, I think I might finally be content. Just uh, 
<laughs> I've, I've reached that blissful state of just not giving a shit. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Unreal. No, no, it's not. But uh, but it's good for the nerves at least. But uh, no, I was at that game. Uh, just you know, so a couple of things. Everyone's shitting on the defense and not saying they're great or anything, but when your offense doesn't get a first down until the second quarter and you're losing time of possession, 16 minutes to three, five minutes into the uh, second quarter, I'd actually say the defense did pretty good in that first half, especially uh, given how just horrible. And Rhett Lashley, just the worst. You've got a you've got a, a quarterback making his first start against actual you know a non high school team. He comes out throwing the ball the first six plays of the game, just incoherent. You've got the probably the worst run defense in the ACC, and he comes out throwing the ball the whole time. Doesn't try to get any run game rhythm going. I think eight of the first ten plays are, are passes. Uh, Unreal. I, I mean, th- this guy, to think uh, there was talks less than 12 months ago about this clown being a head coach. My God, he's done himself no favors. I don't know if he's going to be a position coach next year, the way he's going. Um, yeah, just just horrible. I, you know, another thing with uh, – <laughs> I, I've come on and uh, I've probably defended Manny more than most, and I'm, I'm way beyond that point now. Um, not because I have any particular allegiance to Manny. It's just, you know, uh, as we probably talked ad nauseum here, I don't want to make change for the sake of change. Like, you know, if they're, if they're going to keep pulling this, this first-year head coach bullshit or getting some, you know, mid-level piece of crap from uh, the Mac or something like that, you know, stick with what you got. I'll take the evil I know versus the one I don't. Um, but, you know, the, the the thing to me, like the turnover chain, this thing's a bad TV show that's just gone on too long. Uh, you know, it, it's about five seasons overdue right now. It, it, this, great in 2017. It was absolute brilliance on Manny's part. I said you should have retired it then and there. Uh, it served its purpose. It made its statement. Now it's just become this absolute farce. I, I mean, I, I was about to throw up. I, I drank myself into oblivion at that game, and I, 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 the, 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 the words that came out of my mouth, I, I wouldn't bear repeating. But uh, you see, these guys, they're losing, and they're, they're, they're doing photo ops for Twitter on the, on the sideline. It's unbelievable. It's, it's staggering. I, what an embarrassment. You know what? I blame everyone. I blame the coaches and I blame the players too. Have some dignity. Act like you've been there before. And, and if the players can't do it on their own, the coach needs to, he needs to take that thing to uh, uh, cash for gold and, and just get rid of it. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's sickening. These, these kids. Okay. So, so uh, actually I, I, I write a few notes, just some things I want talk about but Marcus Clark uh almost makes that interception but one of the things uh you'll notice at the end of that play so he makes the almost interception and then he gets back up and gives it a big flex well the other guy was paying attention to the goddamn play and 
looked up and said, hey, that ball's still in play. Let me grab it. That won the game. I, I, that sums up our season. We, we celebrate ourselves for bullshit, for doing what we're supposed to be doing in the first place. And it, it's just become such a cancer now in, in this whole program. Everybody, you know, it, it's beyond even participation trophies. It's like touchdown rings. That, I think that's when he jumped the shark. The touchdown rings is just ridiculous. Turnovers at least have the potential to change the momentum of a game. Touchdown, you're, just, you're celebrating what you're supposed to do. I mean, that, that, that's just, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you're literally celebrating the whole purpose of the game with this individualistic nonsense. Yeah, it's time, uh, it's time uh, for know, it to go. It's, <laughs> it's been such yeah, a bad I look mean, this but, whole year. But that's why it's time for Manny to go. Because if, if you've let this go on for three years, uh, you know, okay, the new Miami, well, that didn't work out. That's time where you got to say, hey, guys, you know what? Let's refocus. Let's be a team. Let's focus on what we need to do. Let's focus on winning. Why can't winning be enough? Why do we need stupid Twitter photos? Why do we need all this other nonsense? Win. That puts you in the NFL. That puts money in your pocket. That puts, you know, it it just makes everything better for everyone. I don't get this idea where it's like, you know, uh, anyway, moving on from that. You know, but, but here's the difference. With, and who knows? I, I kind of agree with Carlos Huerta. I, I don't think we have a shot with Mario. But um, the, uh, uh, the difference, like, you saw that play where that, that kid was showboating, and, it, you know, it almost uh, caused some problems for him on uh, that game. I, I mean, the way Mario just ate that kid's soul with that, you know, just looking at him. And it's like, God, wouldn't that be refreshing here? If for once somebody got reprimanded for doing something stupid, it's, it's unreal. I mean, you know, you can't blame the kids. They're 18, 19 years old. And if no one holds them accountable, they're going to do what they do. And, and so it's just it, whatever. Um, you know, the, huge changes need to be made. But I, I think a lot of the things I, – I, with this whole Blake James thing to me, and look, don't get me wrong. He's made terrible decisions, but I, I don't think, you know, everyone's talking about, Oh, he's got to be the CEO and he's acting like a business. He, this program makes money, which is actually a rarity in football. So to think that he isn't perfectly aligned with the board, who just said, Hey, run a program that makes money it's not the first time in America that a company's put out a shit product and made a ton of money doing it. Uh, so, you know, this whole idea that, that they're out of alignment, that, they, you know, I think you're, you're very right with what you say. Yeah, where there's, there's, there's your, no alignment issue. There's yeah, issues, but not, like, not like on alignment. Yeah. And, and that's the purpose. And, and they graduate the student season. athletes, which is a huge thing to the university. They graduate student oh, yeah, athletes. Yeah. There's probably federal money in that. I mean, there's it's it, it prestige in it. So, you know, like, he's doing what they're asking him to do, regardless of if, and again, not defending the guy. I think he's made horrible decisions. But the idea that he's going to go, I think, is just fantasy. He's going nowhere, you know, at least not, not as it stands. One of the things, though, that, that article you wrote this morning, this is actually the main thing I wanted to talk to you about. And what, what a, about the transparency? That, to me, um, and, 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 you know, here's where I would take it even a step further than just the financials. Because it's like, 
okay, we, we know the program's making money, uh, you know, and, and beyond that, like, you know, even for them to do a, a whole nuclear reboot, you know, you're talking probably 30 to 50 million bucks or so. No, to get no, this thing done. no. Well, I mean, you know, if, if you're talking about the term of the coach, you're going to hire, you're going to hire. All right. yeah, maybe, over, maybe over you're six years. Like, six you, you can say 10 million a year for six years. I, I'll buy into that, you know, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, your, your upfront cost is probably in the 20 to 30 million just with the buyouts yeah, and this and that. And, yeah, I mean, if you can, okay, you let's can just finance, look at Mario and Manny. Finance it. Mario's going to be it. roughly $10 million. Manny's going to be $5 million. You're going to have to buy out some of uh, uh, Manny's. you got to finance staff. it. you got to finance gonna have, it. Yeah. you got to get but an interest-free loan so, for the term of the contract and so finance it and get, and get here's creative. The, here's the point of, of, of you know, the, the, the whole financial picture. I looked it up today. I don't know how accurate it is. It's on the Internet, but – Given what other schools, public schools, were showing on their endowments, I don't think it's offline uh, or off basis. Our endowment at the university is $1.2 billion. So if they're getting a, a, a horrible three in this market, if they're getting a 3% return on investment on that, you need to fire your money manager and find somebody who knows what they're doing. But even if it were a horrible 3% return on investment, that's 30 or $40 million. That's all you need. For that, that's just one year's worth of interest on your school's endowment. Pays for a whole nuclear reboot and can turn the program around. So what I'm talking about, I loved what you were saying about transparency, but the transparency I want to know is do they care and – do they do they have any intention of turning this around? It's been half-assed for 15 years, 20 years now. Really, Coker was a half-assed move. So, you know, it, it's been 20 years now since uh, anything even resembling coherence has been done in this program. I'd like to know just because I, I love this team. Uh, I think I've told you before I used, I was a huge Bears fan, but I just gave up because of the same reason, just indifference, ownership there doesn't give a shit. Why should I? I? I gave up. I live in Tampa now. I'll root for a Super Bowl champion. I don't want to do that with Miami, and I never would. It's not like I'm ever going to jump ship and go be a Gators fan or a Bama fan, join my wife. I absolutely hate that she roots for Alabama, but, but – like, I have season tickets. I drive down every weekend four hours. I spend 1000 bucks, 2000 bucks every weekend I'm down there. It's like, I can, there's other things I can do. I can go, there's a lot of other great cities in this country I could go visit. So I want to know, like, I'm committed. I, I'll spend the money. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll do my part. I mean, yeah, I'm not one of these, you know, big shots who can, uh, you know, put a $50,000 check or something. But, no, I, I donate money. I'll keep going to the games, doing this, doing that. But I want to know, like, it, it, are we just in the same runaround? Because if that's the case, then you know what? I'll we're going to find out, Jake. It's we're going to we're going we're going we're going to find we're going to probably find out. Okay, I, you know, I I, I think. Uh, yeah. Yep. We're going to find out. You know, yeah, it, like you said, we'll know we'll know very soon. It's yeah. uh, but. I just, yeah, I, I don't want to see it. And the other thing that worries me is, like, it, we're in such a conundrum now because it's like I, I'm almost half tempted to root for Manny to lose. I, I won't. I can't root against my team. It's just, But at the end of the day, 
you know, if, if this season is a complete failure, then our recruiting class turns into a bust. It's not great to begin with right now, but if we lose two or three of those marquee recruits that we do have, now we got a big old shit storm, and then you know, and then there's another gap. Yeah, I'm not, so I'll tell you, I, to, I look at the commitment list. I'm not having. I like. I wouldn't tell anybody to have a heart attack over any of it. To be honest with you, I mean, no, but there, there's some good players but, on there, but there's nobody that's changing the program on that list. So, like, yeah, I don't. I, we I don't, got I don't, secondary I don't help think though that we most desperately yeah. need. And, yeah. <laughs> and again, we only have nine of them, so it's like. You know, if that drops down to five, then I mean, even you you know, got, if, if, if you have a coaching portal, change, but, you're you're counting on the new guy to come in and 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 bring guys in. We'll see what happens. All right, Jake, listen. Oh, gotta yeah, let you go for now. Gotta let you go for now. Got other guys want to get on. We'll we'll, uh, we'll talk to you in, in a couple weeks. Yep. All right, man. Thank Appreciate you for being part of the show. Yep. Thanks, Jake. Let's go to the nine seven three. I think it's Ross. 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 Gary, Gary, Gary. What's up, Ross? How you doing this week, man? Talk to What's us. What's up, man? What's up? So many good points, man. You had one guy, man, um, that was just doing his thing, man. Um, really enjoyed him. But I kind of want to do a little house cleaning, too. Thought about it. Give me a little minute, Gary. I do not – I didn't appreciate Scooter either. Um, I'm not here to be controversial. I'm not here to start anything. But he did make a comment also – Amongst the stuff about control your callers, Scooter, I'm telling you, brother, do not say you got these black, hangry callers. Black guys, they're shouting, they're shouting. Don't say that again. Everybody here, they love each other on these lines. And we all a group, and we all calling, and we all call to Gary, and we disagree, disagree. Do not say those words ever again. And Gary, do not allow that ever again. Then I will lose respect for, for everything. Moving forward. Um... Gary, man, listen, I want to, I, I took a lot of notes. You know I do. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was um, I know sometimes you have no choice but to say it's not a lot of talent on the team. It's not a lot of talent on the team. And everybody hears it. We disagree. We agree a certain time. I have, a, I have a choice. Nobody's telling me what to yeah, say. Yeah. There's well, not yeah. a lot of talent on the team. There's not a lot of impact talent on the team. Ask any yeah, NFL scout. Yeah. They'll tell you the same thing. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. I'm not here to, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk. Here's what I disagree with, though. While we know, we always say they recruit a lot of decent to better talented players. We always say, well, I've talented more talented than this team and that team. So I'm never taking the pressure off the team, off the players, but i got to put the super pressure on the head coach and everybody else that's coaching. Gary, Cincinnati, four years in a row, didn't have nowhere close. Look at, do your homework. Look at the recruiting, quote unquote, that we all respect and follow to a point. They're in the 40s. They was in the 40s and the 35, like three years in a row. These are the guys he's winning with, and he's been winning the last three years. Not like he's just been winning this year. So Gary, answer that question for me, you, buddy. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. You want to know why, Russ? Talk to me. They're 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 recruiting tough kids from that. That pocket. Say, okay, now you. Yeah, I love it, Gary. They're recruiting tough SOBs, man, and 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 those kids hey. ball. 
your pivot is so nice because you're either thinking on your own. You think your... I'm wrong? I'm telling you. You asked no, no, me why no, Cincinnati. No, no, you, no, you gave me an answer that kind of works because I was really going to pay attention to what you're going to say. And that will help me with my next comment. This is the, why, this is the reason why he has to go. His name is not Manny. It's loser. Dog, all you do is lose. All you do is lose. All you do is lose. This program is in the shambles that we all love. You think, you think it didn't bother me to hear our famous kicker that he can't watch the games? You That's painful. You want to hear? That's painful. I agree. It's painful to hear this that. Hey, Gary, this is a helmet. Yeah, you could find in freaking Alaska people rocking to you. You're worldwide, symbol-wide, brand-wide. And you have some of your most famous and classic, damn near all of famous ring ring of honor guys saying they can't watch the team. That doesn't mean, that doesn't, it comes down to now they don't trust and know the guys who are now steering the car. That car is crashing every week. And they go, it's like the NASCAR when they crash these damn cars and they go fix them up and send them back out there. He's a loser, Gary. And he's embarrassing a very, very proud, proud, proud football history. About these recruits, I felt a way at some point that we're going to lose these guys. But you know what, man? At the end of the day, well, it. let them Go and we'll start over. Now, what my famous kicker just said about not getting married, or you know what I, you know what he's doing? He's smart. He's not about to get on here and give give away all the, the 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 good the good stuff. He's actually playing his goddamn agent in a sense. No, he's, he's not. not he he was giving an honest opinion. I mean, no, you know, anybody that knows honest. Mario knows how how much he has going for him at Oregon right now. I understand and, that, but and, he's not going to come and, and give you. And it's not going to be easy to get them. But if you're the University of Miami, you you have to make it happen, huh? And that's what he was saying. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you it's that easy. But I think in the back of his mind, you know, if if everything is set like you always said on the table, he's going to come across and he's going to um, come ahead and get get with us. Here's the thing, another thing that we know that why this this team is being coached really, really bad. It's bad enough that we're bad on defense. It's bad enough that we're bad on offense. I kick, I punt return guys either save kick catch or they let it hit the carpet. And a couple of weeks ago, we watched Stevenson field the ball in the, within the five-yard line. When is, that, when is that ever the rule? Yeah. You remember I always uh, come on here and I say, I, I noticed that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we, we don't, we, I was going to ask you, we don't look like an outfit. We don't look like, we don't look like we know what we're doing. How the heck do you only have 10 yards before half? What are we – are you kidding me, man? First, first, first quarter because you get, you're, getting un, you're getting undressed from a game plan standpoint. The first quarter is when teams roll their game plans out and Virginia rolled theirs out and put up 150 yards and, and, yeah, and, you got teams and Miami, rolled, Miami rolled its game plan out and got 10 yards. I mean, it, 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 yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah, where the game was lost, got, Ross. Yeah, we got guys that's do. We got teams that's doing that in their sleep, getting ten yards in a quarter. They're doing that in their sleep. Yes, we just, I just looked at Georgia. I got scared of that team. I just, did you see what they did the other day? They put yeah. in the defensive line in the block to, to, to score the touchdown. I was like, oh my god, I'm scared. 
Yeah, I'm no, they're good. They're hey, good. When they what else out, you got, when man? They take out the touch, look, let me tell you, when they take out the touchdown rings, I watch the game by myself, and I'm trying to hide. I laughed at myself the other day. I'm like, I'm hiding, and I'm by myself. That's embarrassing. I know. Okay? I know, I know, I know. This is embarrassing. This is team Miami. It's embarrassing. He's got to go. All right, Ross, give us well, a in, um, I will. Give, give us a in a couple weeks. We'll be back in two weeks. Chris. Thanks, as always, for being part of the show. Let's go to the 786 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? 786, you with us? Going once. Going twice. All right, you're out next time. Let's go to the uh, 419. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Gary. Who's this? Uh, this is Maurice. I'm from the 419. I think What's a up, couple Maurice? weeks ago you got the pleasure of talking to my girlfriend, Chrissy. Oh, my God. She was epic, man. What a – what a marry that girl, man. Woo. <laughs> yeah, she knows the game pretty well. Unfortunately, she's a no state Holy cow, man. She knows what the hell she's saying, man. Woo. She's extremely bright, extremely bright. Um, you know, really enjoy watching games with her. And it's funny because um, the last caller was bringing up, you know, talent level. And, and I kind of tend to think, um, we, me and um, Chrissy have that debate all the time, you know, is it the talent that we get or is it the development? Which I tend to believe that um, if you were to look, and they say that we have the 13th most talented roster if you look at the star rating. I'm not, I mean, I'm not making up the stats that they say. We have the 13th most talented roster, second in the ACC, I think, next to Clemson. And we are getting beaten soundly by teams who are much, much further down. So is Clemson. And a lot of that tells me, <laughs> and then when you watch Miami football, we just, I mean, both sides of the ball were bad. I mean, to start on the offense, you've had total regression. You have an 8-3 team with 19 starters coming back. And I know we were missing the two ends big time with the pass rush they gave us last year. But, um, I mean, we've regressed. And when you, you look at the film, I mean, there's missed blocks, um, drop passes. Um, you know, Will Malley, I, I have no idea what happened to the kid. I mean, I knew his blocking was always suspect, but now he can't catch a ball. All right, but you know what? You say talent or development. Well, you know what I say? I, think I say, I say why, I really can't it be both? why can't it be both? Why does everybody um, think it, it has to be one or the other? I think it's both. I think it's, I think it's development more than talent because we're getting our asses kicked by teams with, um, on paper, less talent than we have. That's why. You, you know what those it, star rankings don't always do? They don't measure everything. And let me tell you something. Um, I think it was Ross that was just talking to me about Cincinnati. And Cincinnati is a mm-hmm. great example. They'll take three-star kids that are killers, man. Like, they take those kids out of um, – you know that the Cincinnati area there, and some of those other um, mar, mar, you know markets in, in that region of the country, and they might be three-star players, and 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 all, and and you know that's not a very well evaluated area of the country, quite frankly. Uh, you know, it's not like the the pot pockets of California and Florida and things like that. But they take those kids that might be three stars by default. And they get enough of them, and they put them together as a team. And 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 those kids, mm-hmm. they come to play, they come to play with a chip on their shoulder, and they ball. And they're not the best team on the field all the time, but 
you know, they'll they'll win a game like the like the Notre Dame game. And it's funny because um, mm-hmm. Lee, Ster- Lee Sterling, who does our You yeah. Bet Kane Sports Show, the sports handicapper, he said mm-hmm. from the beginning yeah. of the year that that Notre Dame was an overrated team. He didn't like Notre Dame, and they overachieved mm-hmm. a little bit the first few weeks of the season. But it showed the other day when they lost to Cincinnati at home. But those kids ball, and they'll pull off an upset like that a few times a year. Well, Ohio's an underrated state for football. They're getting a lot of the Ohio State, you know, they're getting picked kind of like we get picked. I mean, Ohio State gets their pick in Ohio first and foremost, and then Cincinnati kind of gets leftovers. But there's still plenty of football talent here in Ohio. I'm very familiar with Ohio football because I've lived in both Florida and Ohio. Mm-hmm. And But the thing is, that a coach like Manny Diaz, first of all, he's not going to be able to command – the respect. The only way he's going to be able to get the top level recruits is by winning games. You develop players, you win games. You have to kind of like crawl before you walk. Well, but why do you think that is? Why do I think that is? Why do I think? Yeah. Because he's, he's why? Not, why he's was? Not. Why could Butch Davis when we're when Miami's coming off probation with five wins? Why could Butch Davis get recruits, and why is Manny Diaz not as successful getting them? Butch Davis was a much different animal. He had a Correct. lot of experience Correct. with some brilliant coaches. Correct. Um, and this leads me to, to another topic where I think that um, Blake James, I mean, the hire, everybody's like, why do you hire Manny Diaz? Why do you hire? I'll tell you why I hired Manny Diaz. And he was on your show and pretty much said it. He thought he had Dabo Sweeney. He thought he had a young, motivated, energetic guy that was going to build, build that program from the ground up. He really believed it. I think that's really what he thought in his head. Because you look at Dabo Sweeney, what did he do before he took over Clemson? He was like the grad assistant at Alabama, a position coach at Alabama. He wasn't, you know, Alabama, this wasn't the Alabama that Saban, you know, that Saban ran. This is Alabama before Saban got there. Then he came over to Clemson as a position coach and worked his way up. And I really think that Blake James thought this kid was the next Dabo Sweeney, which we find out, obviously, he's not, unfortunately. And the thing about Miami, the difference is we're not physical whatsoever. I mean, you watch us, the missed tackles, the blown blo- – I mean, the, the blocks. I mean, I don't think our running backs are really that bad. I think that we have a couple of running backs that can play at the next level. And I'm not saying they're going to be superstars, but they're guys who you may get drafted in the second or third day and stick on a roster like Travis Homer's doing now. But our offensive line is so terrible, they make these kids look bad, and the fans are just really come down. I don't think Cam Harris is as bad as everybody makes him out to be. Listen, he plays for our offensive line. Barry Sanders wouldn't rush for 1,000 behind our line. Mm-hmm. And I really do. I think that that's what happened. I think Blake James really believed he had the next dabble swing. And unfortunately, he failed miserably. Yeah, of course he's not Butch Davis. I mean, Butch Davis coached in the league. He was but he had, uh, but, but it, was, it was a pipe dream. I mean, you, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and I like Manny. I, I'm not surprised the least that he's struggling as much as he is because why wouldn't he be? He, he'd, never, he'd never been anywhere as a coach where they sure. won big, where there was, there was huge success. You know, we, we're sitting here talking about Cincinnati, Luke Fickell. He was at Ohio State. He was the head coach at Ohio State. Now, he didn't make it, but he had that experience, mm-hmm. and he was in that program when they were winning national titles. He couldn't continue yeah, yeah. it, but, but he had yeah. the experience of knowing what it's supposed to look like. I mean, Manny had never won anything. Manny had never been anywhere where they'd won anything. Manny had never recruited anybody of significance. And now he's thrown into the head coaching job at Miami, only one of the hardest jobs in the country. Are you kidding me? His probability for, his probability for success was maybe 
two out of a hundred. Like, I, I mean, it, I agree. It, it's so flawed and so screwed up. And what a surprise that we're sitting here now starting the third year. And before we even get into October, it's already time to talk about replacing the head coach. Because you went, I, I totally you went, agree you went you. six and seven the first year. You got a pass year two because of COVID. But even still, you, you gave up 800 yards of offense to North Carolina and then lost to Oklahoma State in the bowl game. And now you start out, you're not even competitive. I, I mean, I mean, it's a surprise. No, it's not a damn surprise. So, all right, man, listen, <laughs> say hi to your girlfriend. I got to let you go because I, I want to try to get all these guys on here. Um, Say hi to that girlfriend of yours. Tell her she can call this show and talk football anytime she wants. Um, Alrighty. Marry that girl. That's the best advice I can give you. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Hi, you take care. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go to 757. You're live on Kane Sport Live. 757. You with us? Going once, going twice. All right, next time. Let's go to the 239. You're live on King Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? Doing great. Who's this? This is Joe from Naples. What's up, Joe? Talk to us. What you got? Well, you know, we talk a lot about coaching, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but thinking about it while the other callers were mentioning some great points, um, including Ross, um, but why would anybody want to come to Miami to be a coach? It's a big-ass city. You know, we don't own Tallahassee. We don't own Gainesville, Texacaluska. You know, we're a metropolitan city, an international city. And then with all the activities and, and just the pressure. Um, so what would, you know, it It seems like, you know, Enos, Enos went to Cincinnati. Cincinnati did pretty good. You know, it seems everybody, you know, it's like a stepping stone and everybody else that leaves Miami does very, very well and they don't succeed. In, in, in Southwest in, 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 uh, in Miami. So it's, it's a little disturbing to me to think, you know, are we cursed because of the whole orange bowl thing? I'm only kidding. But what is it about Miami that, that it seems like we just, I mean, co-eds versus stadium. If we had a stadium on property, you know, we, we're a small school to begin with. We can't compete with the bigger schools, Tallahassee and Gainesville in the state, UCS. We can't fill those stadiums with co-eds and, and, and students. Most of them, you know, are, are, are working at the medical field and, and, and earning big big bucks or, you know, and, and the activities to compete with as well. So the appeal to be a coach down here is very difficult. You know, and people mentioned about, you know, Manny thinking, you know, being the next Debo, and I do agree with him. Blake James was hoping, crossing his fingers and praying every night, you know, let this be the guy. Unfortunately, he wasn't the guy. Mark Ritt? was the guy for, you know, 15-odd years in Georgia. Pretty successful. Granted, he never won anything. Neither has Kirby, and he's been there for a minute. So, you know, and he came, and, and look what we did to that guy. And I don't think he's celebrated as much because he gave $20 million or whatever the financial, he just gave it back, and, and he got us the indoor facility. So, you know, we were just happened to be blessed with Mark Rick, and I don't think he gets celebrated as much as, as well as he should. But the appeal to be it, – it's – it's just a tough city, and I love my Canes, but I just don't see, you know, and with the NIL, I thought that would be a big boom where, hey, you know, it's going to make an impact. We'll get those big five-star recruits. We can drop those bags that everybody else supposedly was dropping. And I just, I don't know. I just want to know if, if, what, what your thoughts as far as the, the whole big city and the appeal to be, you know, the head coach of the University of Miami. 
I think it's a great job, and here's why. I, I think that if you have it, if you're it, and you can do it, and you can run a, run the program properly, that you have a chance to be in the top ten every single year. And and you know you have to be able to recruit. You got to be able to rally the local community behind you. You got to be able to land the local kids. They got to be the foundation for the program. And then you got to have the goods to to leave South Florida and go out and 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 um, have the Royal Rumble every day of your life with the monsters of college football. And if you Is have that in your if you get the right guy in the head coach's office, absolutely, 100%. But you better have the right guy, and he better be able to do it. And there aren't many that are going to, that are going to be able to do it. It's one of the toughest jobs in America, and that's why it, it takes a Jimmy Johnson. It takes a Butch Davis. Um, it takes those types of guys and human beings to be able to do it. Because, you know, even like the greatest football coaches, like Dennis Erickson got the job and inherited a juggernaut of a roster, and it was a great enough football coach to win two national titles. But once those players started graduating, and he didn't have, he couldn't keep it going. Uh, you know, it, it, it's like it takes a unique individual um, to keep to keep it going. And uh, Butch Davis comes in; he is that type of injury. He was, you know, he was in the prime of his career when he got the Miami job. He he had the goods to be able to do it. And got it to that point, left for Cleveland. Larry Coker went to back-to-back national title games with what Butch Davis left them. When it had a stand on Larry Coker's two feet, he didn't have it, did he? I mean, the program fell apart again uh, in a similar way that it did under Erickson. It, it, it's like you got to have the right dude, man. you got to have a freaking absolute killer in that office, um, a guy that's got the skill set. To, to run the program properly and get it done and evaluate talent and recruit. And if you don't have that beast sitting over there, you got no shot at Miami. It's too hard of a job. But if you do have that beast, this program could be in the top 10 every year. And that's why I think at the end of the day that if they get their freaking butts together and they do this the right way, and I don't know if they're capable of it, they got to prove that they are, and they do this properly – I think they can get a Mario Cristobal, who is that kind of dude, because you keep, Mario Cristobal at Miami could be the Nick Saban of the next decade. He would have the chance to be that type of success story. He, he's not going to be able to do he that. He hasn't won anything, Gary, as of yet. As I understand. Yet. Neither had Butch. Yes, neither yes. had Butch when he came here. Which had never won anything. He was a defensive coordinator at Dallas and stuff. He had been part of that, but he had never won anything as a head coach. I'm listen. And I've been here. For, I've, I'm just telling you. I'm giving you my opinion. I've been here 40 years. I've seen what works. I've seen what doesn't work. I started with Howard. Howard was that type of animal. If Howard had stayed at Miami, oh my God, he would have been Bear Bryant. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, he would have been Bear Bryant if he had just stayed in the freaking job. Um, Jimmy Johnson. Was 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 that type of animal, Jimmy Johnson? Year one, I mean, I remember sitting at Bayside Marketplace with Jimmy Johnson after that first season. He was in tears over what he had gone through that year with having half of Howard's coaching staff and all the crap that was going on and the, the divisions and everything else. He got that thing straightened out. And look what happened in a couple of years. He built the, the, the 
one of the greatest rosters in college football history. Then he goes to the NFL. Um, you know, and we go through the whole, you know, the whole gamut of coaches who, 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 who weren't good enough to do it. You know, you're either good enough or you're not. You know, Al Golden, he didn't have it. Randy Shannon didn't have it. Mark Richt, maybe he, he might have had a chance at the prime of his career. He was tired. He, he didn't have the energy, and he, and he also was sick, and probably didn't even know it at the time. Um, you know, now you're sitting here trying to do it with Manny, and we've talked about what Manny's trying to do. You know, you got to get the right guy in that office. And if they're not willing to get this place positioned to go get that type of monster and identify that type of monster, and if it can't be Mario, then you got to find, like somebody said earlier tonight, you got to find a young, a young guy, the next Mario or the next Urban or something like that that does have that in them. Um, if they don't have the mojo to go put something together to go do that, then we're going to be sitting here having the same conversation 10 years from now because this is a hard job, okay? It is a monster, but it could be a good I know, and you got to you got to be ready for it, though. I, 100%. I totally 100%. That, that's man. why you I value be, your opinion. 40 years, experience, you know, the meetings I, with I, Jimmy Johnson. I, I started in 1979, man. I started in 1979. Awesome. And my first week on campus – I knew Howard Stellenberger from the Dolphins because I, I was involved in some things with the Dolphins before I got to campus. And I, I, my first week on campus, I was sitting in Howard's office, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I mean, he looks me in the eye, and he says, we're on a collision course with the national championship. The only variable is time. And five years later, he won the national title. That guy was unbelievable, okay? Unbelievable what that guy did. Unbelievable. That's amazing. You know, and, I mean, but I can't. I can't believe I'm going to, I'm going to defend Manny, um, and but I feel like I kind of have to because even though he's well deservedly getting bashed, but a couple of caught passes in the end zones by by Mallory Harley, um, and you know a couple of stupid off, offside penalties, uh, uh, the ball bouncing off the guy's butt, and the guy turns around and catches it in the end zone for a touchdown. A couple of little silly little ball, you know, ball binging off off the goalposts. You know, it would be a complete different mood. Um, so, and lastly, I mean, you'd be you'd be I eight and so four instead of six. And, you'd be you'd be eight and four instead of six and six, and you'd still be losing to Oklahoma State in the bowl game. That's the only difference. Oh, we get crushed. You know, get listen crushed. when you're when you're in life and death battles like this again in every ACC game, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Shit's going to happen. The kick's going to go off the. Larry, the are we the, soft? The, are we soft? Are we are we a soft team? I mean, I don't want to. Are we put not that physical that. enough? That, that that that's like you know that's that's a hard thing to put on a team and kids, um, but you know they're. they're but it seems they're, like it. We're tentative. Ross listen. made it that we're not an outfit, which means that that when when we compete to lesser teams, Appalachian State, they just seems like they everybody knows the play and knows their responsibility. But they're not lesser teams. It's, that's the thing. They're not lesser teams. We we build up our roster here. And, and, and we make it into a beast that it just isn't. And, and they're not lesser teams. All these teams in the ACC are, are pretty evenly matched. And, you know, there's a lot of close games, a lot of games that could go, you know, I'm, I'm watching Boston College at Clemson the other night. They should have won that game. I mean, they're driving down the field like it's nothing, and their center gets a little anxious, and he snaps the ball bad, and the quarterback doesn't make the, the catch of the snap. He, they fumble, and, and the game's over. 
I mean, these games are going down to a play here, a play there, whether it's a quarterback and center not getting the snap right or a kicker bonking it off the upright. I mean, these are one, two, three play games that are being decided, and the majority of them are very close. The majority of them are very close. And, and, and no, we're, the Miami's not – the Miami roster is not head and shoulders above all these other teams. It's just not. And we mm-hmm. want to think it is, but it's not. All right, man, let me let some of these other guys get on. Thank you so much hey, for being one, one part of the show. Thing, one, last thing, one last thing. I just want to compliment you on the, 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 the Huerta um, interview just recently. And I saw Lamar Thomas' show for the first time with Greg Marks. What a great Oh, that was team. amazing. Wasn't that amazing? Heard it, I would have a for you to listen to that. Yeah, that was an amazing segment. Yep, it was, uh, it was the um, the uh, eight thirty segment on last week's show. So if anybody didn't see it that, up, it, it's it's worth going back to see it. And we have we got another good one brewing for tomorrow. So Lamar's show should be good tomorrow night too. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of it. We'll talk to you next time. Right. Let's go to the six one five. You're you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hi, Gary. Who's this? This is Mark from Nashville. What's up, Mark? Talk to us. What you got? Um, well, I know you touched a lot on um, on Alonzo. Uh, can you kind of? There's a you know there's a lot of rumors when they were talking about hiring him and all that stuff. But can you? I know you talked about it a little bit, but the rumors were that um, he wanted more control and they wouldn't give it to him. Or was that? I know you said no. the Manny decisions. None, that, of, none of that was, was true at all. Nope. Okay. There, there was no no fights about control. It was never even fully defined what his job would be. It was just, you know, let's get him in the building. Let's start attacking the problems. I mean, the vision that I saw was start with the personnel. Like, like they need a personnel department. If if you if you go back and you look at our um, state of the U series that we do every summer, you go back through the last five, six, seven, eight recruiting classes. Um, you can you can look that up on the site with the search. Um, yeah. It's a joke. It's like they're they're getting they're getting half of recruiting classes every year. It, it's like Miami's been on self-imposed probation for almost a decade because if they're if oh, you're yeah. signing yeah. if you're signing twenty kids or twenty five kids in in three years only twelve of them are going to be left and of those twelve only three or four are going to be real players. I mean it, it's it's self-imposed probation. They got to do a better job evaluating. They got to do a better job identifying. The idea behind what Alonzo could do would be to create an NFL-level scouting department. That's number one. The other thing is yeah. he's, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a strong African-American male who would have a presence in the community, could go to the grassroots level in the youth leagues, um, the high school coaches and stuff, and start rebuilding um, those bridges uh, that have been broken down over the years by all the struggles that the program has had. If he just did those two things – I mean, he would have been worth every penny, and there was a booster that was going to pay his salary. Yeah, I know. that. That's the part, you know, because the thing of money always comes up. So if somebody's going to pay for it, I, I still can't believe they didn't go. They it's going to be 100% it, paid but, for. 100% yeah, paid for. Yeah. yeah. So that leads me into, um, all right, so what, what are the – I'm not convinced they're going to get rid of Blake James. So what's the what's the chances – of that of they of them revisiting that there was rumors that Alonzo was in town for the last no, two that's, weeks that's, and they Alonzo's you know. in Seattle he's in Seattle oh okay that's all bogus yeah all, there bogus. Was all a bunch of bull- all baloney no he wasn't he, he wasn't here he hasn't spoken to anybody at Miami nope all baloney oh okay all right 
Um, another thing, we going back to recruiting classes. What what has happened? Where are these guys gone? That you know, we're we're so thin at cornerback. Where is Dunson? Where is you know all these guys that that we recruited in the twenty class? They're nowhere to be seen. Or I, you I'm know, curious just where these guys I mean, disappear. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're individual. They they haven't really disappeared. I mean, it's like I was watching Dunstan in in camp, and he looked to me like he was making progress. But uh, you know, they obviously you know you got you got Ivy, you got Couch, and you got Tyreek uh, ahead of him. So well, I mean, Ivy's. Yeah, I know. I don't know how Ivy stays on the field. He's he's awful. But I, 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 just, I, I, these, these I guys, mean, he's obviously I mean, in the. I mean, listen. I trust T. Rob coaching DBs and uh, and DVD. And I think if Dunson were better than Ivy or 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 Couch or, or Tyreek, I think they would play him. I, he's just not. Yeah. He's just not at that level yet. You know, and uh, yeah. maybe he'll get there. Maybe he won't. But he looked to me like he was making progress. Well, that's what I just expected. I expected them to, you know, to come out this year and help us because, you know, I mean, the next recruiting class I hope doesn't fall apart because we're strong on we're strong on DBs where we need to be, but not, you know, they're not the highest rated players, but they have, yeah. you know, looking at the class, they have the measurables, they have the length, they have the, you know, what we've been missing. I just hope they don't fall apart. Yeah, we'll see, man. They're 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 getting hurt. They're going through injuries. There's all kinds of stuff going on with those kids. So we'll you know we'll we'll see. Right now yeah. it looks like they're sticking, but you know you still got a few months to go here. So we'll 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 see what happens. All right, what else you got? Okay. Anything else for well, us this what, week? Um, no, I mean that was mainly two. Th- I was just curious what you were hearing. Kind of, I mean, it's, it's gonna. I guess it's gonna have to play itself out with. I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid North Carolina game is gonna do it. I think that's gonna be. I'm afraid we're not going to show up again, and it's going to be ugly. But um, is that your kind of your thoughts? It's going to take one more uh, loss, one more big loss. It, it's going to take one hell of an effort to be to 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 be in that game late. I mean, North Carolina is probably not going to have to not play their best, and Miami's going to have to play very very well to win up there. So we'll see. Yeah. If if they if yeah. they if they do, I mean, but is, is that you know if if we lose bad, do you think they pull they pull the trigger or not out of the question? Because then you're talking about no, coming back. No, you're talking about coming back the next week. Now you've got two losses, in the, and you're talking about coming home next week. And if that game doesn't go well, you know you're looking at you're looking at a, a nightmare in the stadium. So we'll see. Yeah, and and coming home to NC State, <laughs> not probably the right time. Yeah, and and, right and time. you know they've been underachieving a little bit the last week or so, but I think that's a decent team. So we'll see. All right, man, yeah. let me let these other guys get on. Great uh, great talking to you. Give us a call in a couple of weeks for being part of the show. Let's go to the 203. You're live on Kane Sport Live. 203 with us. Going once, twice. All right, next time, let's go to the 786. You are live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, how are you? Who's this? Gary? Yeah, who's this? Hey, what's up, Flex? What yes. you got? Talk to us. Hey, how are you? Uh, yeah, Gary. Just, I want to just. I, I spoke about a couple of things that uh, Ross and a couple of the callers brought up. Gary, I keep telling you, man, about the. It's not. It's not. It's not the. Uh, it's not the talent. It's, it's strictly coaching. And I keep hearing you talk, Gary. You can't have it both. You keep ways. hearing me you say it's that. both. Why can't it be both? I don't understand. No, because let, let me let me let me finish, Gary. I heard you saying something about. The, uh, Ross brought up the Cincinnati point, right? Which was he, which he stole my. Point. I was going to bring up that same team, right? And then you went to yeah, because Luke Fickle is recruiting tough kids, but guess who's doing that? Once again, Gary, 
Yeah, but guess who's doing it? It's the coach. No matter how you slice it and dice it, it's always the coach. And, and here's another thing, Gary, and this is why I said you can have it both ways. If you go into the season, which I've heard you post, I, I mean, I've read you uh, uh, right on the, uh, on the message board, that a team is more talented on paper according to the recruiting services, which is what you go by and everybody goes by, right, then Miami is always in the top 15. Gary, even if we didn't, even if even if the even if we didn't uh, 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 were ranked 15th, even if we were ranked 20th on a consistent basis, what that would do, right? It would build. It would it would be something to build on. And then year after year after year, you keep building as a top 20 program. Now now recruits start to come. Then you move into a top 15, top 10, and then the recruits start to come. And then, like I told you last week. Then the school becomes Miami again and recruits itself. But you have to hit the coaching first. It's coaching, coaching, coaching. There is no and then and I heard you say something else tonight. Our roster is just like everyone else's roster. That's BS, Gary. Right now, Miami still has uh, uh, probably the number six or eight most players on active rosters in the NFL. And it's not from the old days anymore. Those guys are gone now, right? And if you look at that, Gary. Why would we have so many players in the NFL, right? But if you look at the last 10 years or even 15, right, we're not we're, – our, our players in the NFL, our recruiting does not match the coaching. I just it told you why. I told you why. I told you why five minutes ago. It, it, it's because they've been blowing half the recruiting classes. So you might have Gary, you might have three you might have three or four really good players in, Gary, in a recruiting class. Gary, but if you're but if you're Gary, blowing twelve scholarships a year, you're Gary, not going to win. Gary, that goes to that goes to coaching number one. Number two, of Gary, course, it goes to coaching. It's all coaching, and then you're not. You, but even with that, Gary, you're still. You, you, you're, it's like you're talking both ways. Look, Gary. If, no flex. If, if it does have, go to coaching, but it also goes to you don't have the roster at the end of the day. Also, yes, that's the fa- roster, it's the fault of the coaches. No argument. That's but it. That's it. but 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 you st- but it doesn't change the fact that you don't have the roster to win. But you gotta have coaching. Let me, let me, here, here, I know it's, we, we have to break. Here, let me move on real quick. Gary, you gotta have coaching. But um, Gary, also, Lex, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Give us a call in two weeks. Have... Okay, there you are. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Gary, yeah, I'm here. Gary. Also, here, uh, to everyone that's listening, this is what we have. This is the, the, the dilemma that we're facing at the University of Miami right now, right, when it comes to our board of trustees, the leadership at our program. I spoke about this last week. Culturally, 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 our leaders are not, they're not uh, American as apple pie, let me say that. And what does that mean? All that means is that they're not, they're not just ingratiating to the life of football the way we are, the way all of the SEC's ADs are, the way all of the big teams uh, uh, ADs and, and presidents are. Our president, and I, I'm not the AD, so to speak, but maybe even the AD, but our president at the University of Miami, I told y'all, he's a, he's a Jewish Mexican man. All that means is, that's not that, all that means is he's not a football guy, and that trickles down. And I, look, look at our board of trustees. I read that our board of trustees is going to is going to is going to uh, 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 look to two two Hispanic gentlemen to now lead. Flex. Uh, what difference does it make what religion they are, what nationality they are? It's Gary, irrelevant. Gary, 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 no, Gary. I'm not. I'm not going there, Gary. Gary, here's. I'm not going there. That's not where I'm coming at with this, Gary. Where I'm going with this is Gary. Football is a culture. 
Just think about this, Gary. If you grew up in a household, right, where your grandparents watched football, loved football, you loved it as a kid. You know all about it. Now you're in a position of leadership. You understand it's a culture. That's what it means. You have to understand that it means this, bro. Frank doesn't know the first thing about NFL football. You don't think about football. You don't think that means anything? He doesn't look at it like we do. Look at the president at Ohio State. Look at the president at Georgia, Alabama, on and 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 on. Those presidents, they love football. They know football, either, either close up or from a distance, but somewhat, and they understand the importance of football to the university and to the community. We don't have that. And you, and you're, now you don't think that means anything? And when you're, the top of, you're at the top of the top of the leadership, how does that not mean anything? How? Yeah, I got you. All right, listen, I've got to let you run. Um, <laughs> give, us, give us a call in two weeks, Flex. Thanks for the call, man. All right, last call of the night real quick. Um, let's go to the uh, 504. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, what's up, man? It's Roland from New Orleans. What's up, Roland? You got a minute. Talk to us. What's up? I, oh, I got a great minute. You know who I had a, con- I had a conversation with uh, this weekend? Jan Williams' daddy. Mm-hmm. Let me go tell ahead. you. It's a fucking disaster at University of Miami. Going back from Dan Nino's, going back from um, uh, uh, T. Martell, going back from uh, the whole ordeal. It, it was a fucking, I hate to, and I, I shouldn't be cursing. It, it's, it's a disaster. I'm, I'm telling you, man, like we sat down with the conversations. A lot of these kids that are three, I mean, four stars, that's a money deal, man. A lot of these kids getting bumped up to from three to four stars. And the biggest thing is these kids are not getting developed. They are not getting developed whatsoever at all. No, they, 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 all, all the guys he brought from Louisiana Tech, uh, Banda, Pack, whatever the, uh, the, the uh, linebackers coach, they gotta <laughs> they gotta change going now. They gotta get rid of Manny Diaz. They got they gotta they gotta they gotta rip, they gotta rip that whole thing apart. They do because. And I am not even getting into details with his dad. I was just like, man, I'm, everybody, we were just sitting down talking about it. It was just unbelievable, super unbelievable, the the the, the whole the whole deal. Amari Richards, even going back to Amari Richards, the, the strength conditioning coach that came from Georgia, was, was and the guy that came from, from that's there now, from Temple. Them guys shouldn't that guy from Temple should not be the strength and conditioning coach at the University of Miami. He need to revamp that program, man. I'm telling you, that's real. We we had this conversation this weekend, and when I was like, "Damn, wow!" But you know, I'm just. Uh, well, it could come to that. We're gonna see soon. All right, hey man, I gotta let you run. The show's over. <laughs> but but give right, it, give us call, give us a call right. early. Hey. Give us a call earlier next time. All right, no doubt, man. All right, Roland, great great talking to you. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, the Lamar Thomas Show. Uh, promises to be lit, as always. Hope to see everybody there. Uh, no Kane Sport Live next Tuesday night. We'll be back in two weeks. Uh, we'll see what happens up at North Carolina. I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. Thank you to Carlos Huerta for a phenomenal, phenomenal segment. Um, so I'll say thanks for listening, and um, we'll, we'll see you next time, everybody.